Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. And it's been action plenty from one o'clock this afternoon as we got going for the 19th edition of the Dubai 24 Hours. Such a busy grid greeting everybody that assembled on the grid then. And there were one or two gaps, notably on the front row for the absent number 63, Leipert Motorsport Lambert. After they, they did such a good job in the three-pronged qualifying yesterday afternoon. And in a cloud of sand and dust, we got the Hankook 24 hours for 2024 underway. A terrific initial getaway for Elia Earhart, but he made one or two errors during the first couple of sectors, and that allowed Fabian Schiller straight into the lead. There was no shortage of the odd bit of contact, though, including Marcus Winkelhock with an amazing bit of drifting through the first corner. Lots of opposite lock required in the number 54 Easterlent Audi to keep it on the straight and narrow. Then the high drama down at uh, Racing One with their number six Ferrari. They couldn't get the door open to allow their opening driver Thierry Fermoulin to escape. So he was automatically put in for another stint. And then the incident for Stefan Bayer in 9.27 going sideways ways exiting turn nine and at uh, seemingly unabated speed clouting the armco barrier over on the left hand side and enforcing a code 60 for well over an hour and it was a game of patience but also how to attack the next green flag whenever it may well appear and those cars that were better placed in terms of fuel load would be the winners. There was more incident for the number six Ferrari after some contact with he and the number 88 uh, fellow 296 Ferrari, driven at the time by Oliver Goethe. Also, Charlie Putman has had a moment, not only the spin at turn nine, but then running over the bodywork dropped by the Lotus Elise later on in his stint for CP Racing. But as we speak, Proton Huber competition are the best placed with a lead of very nearly a full minute. And your heart goes out to those crews it looked like they're staring in the face and end their Dubai 24 hours already, not four hours in, including the 18 crew of uh, Audi and Santalock, who began the event from pole position. For the moment, then, that is it for Bruce Jones and Johnny Palmer in the Global Broadcast Centre. But you're in very capable hands right now as we hand to Phil Anson and to Andrew Marriott as the 24 hours of Dubai continues. Thank you very much, Johnny and uh, Bruce, for that epic first stanza of uh, this, the round three of the 23-24 Middle East Trophy, powered by Hankook, the uh, 19th running of the 24 Hours of Dubai. You can get us on the 24hseries.com. You've got live timing and live vision there as well on the ra uh, Radio Show Limited network of channels on RS1 all the way through to the finish at uh, 1 o'clock tomorrow afternoon and on the hashtag 24H series. And, Andrew, what a start that has been. Absolutely. Well, the sun will start to come down in this stint of ours, uh, Phil. But uh, the slings and arrows about Rachel's fortune, which is code 60, are still starting to work their way out. We had two early on, the long one, of course, and, a, and a one just before that, which was, was only about 12 minutes. But 
that shuffled the pack a bit, yeah. but now it's sort of getting into a pattern. We're only four hours in, let's face it, <laughs> and a pattern is starting to emerge. Interestingly, some of the top teams, and I look immediately at the second place, Herbeth Motorsport, have only had their two amateur drivers in the car. Oh. They have not had either of the brothers in the car yet. This is fairly standard practice with the way they run this. But we know that uh, Robert and uh, Alfred, the twin brothers um, from Herbert Motorsport, are of a very similar pace. Robert, just a fraction quicker, but they're both really on it. I said yesterday that they're my pick yes, to win this race. They came so close, of course, last year. We're seeing great shots of the Bentley, incidentally, about a nice interview with Rob Huff earlier um, so I think they're looking very good also looking very good is the 54 car of the Easterland racing team uh, now they've got their hot shoe in the car Christopher Hassa, lots of success in Audis is a full time still has an Audi contract a lot of their drivers called from Audi when they closed their support of uh, that that programme um, lost their contracts. Christopher doesn't. He is still with very much an Audi man. And he will be going quickly in that car now. And he's just done the fastest lap we've seen for the last 25 minutes or so. He's almost under the uh, into the 159. So watch for that car. Ralph Bone, who is the, the second amateur in, in the, the Herbert car, who's running second at the moment. He's running at, um, well, actually... He's uh, just gone into the lead as uh, he passes the uh, Proton Huber competition which is coming for fuel. But then that other Ferrari, obviously the one Ferrari, had that extraordinary situation where they couldn't open the door. I've it. been covering races for 50 <laughs> years, uh, endurance races. I've never seen them trying to prise a door open like that before. I've seen doors fall off, but never that. Or another, the uh, Porsche, the 992 car, just going into the, the dirt. But I look at that 88 car and the same deal with Herbert. They haven't really had, I, and it's close this one, a bit yes. closer this one, but they're two fastest men in the car. Stuart Hall, former world champion in, in GTE Am, of course, in the past with Aston Martin and uh, um, also their, their South African driver as well. Been tremendously impressed by the pace of Gilles Magnus, who... Uh, been off my radar a bit. I know that uh, he was a, a top Formula Renault uh, driver in the past, uh, three years in uh, in the World Touring Car Championship. He's putting in great pace. Um, and that get speed car is still looking good, isn't it? Yeah. Trying to look further down to see if there's, there's anybody that was lurking there we could expect to come really into the mix. And the only other people I think might be that are the, are the two. BMWs from Century Motorsport, particularly the 14 car. Remember, BMW won this event last year yep. and came third, of course. Valentino Rossi came third. And uh, I'd, I would like to find out why that McLaren, the 76 uh, McLaren is uh, 76 team and number 76, why that is down there in 24th place. Well, they must Johnny, have had some Johnny, Johnny did say oh, they had a 15 minute pit stop. Oh, right. Okay, oh, so that's yeah, probably the way I, I, that, I missed that, that, that played I was, out. Yeah. And, uh, well, I think that's it really. I think it's looking as if it's going to be Herbert are going to be in there, Easterland are going to be in there, Dra Dragon and Get Speed. Interestingly, the heart of racing Mercedes Benz, and, and that's 
run by the SPS team from Germany yep. here, but it's it's part of, of the outfit which is also running at Daytona, Ian James's outfit. Um, they have got a very interesting man in their car at the moment called Pierre Kleinebing. Well, actually, he's Brazilian, yes. and he was... the and I'm talking 25 years ago now, the Brazilian touring car champion. He came to the United States where he was absolutely the hot shoe in the second tier IMSA series. Back then it was called Speed. Of course, it's called the, the, the Pirelli now. Uh, yes. sorry, yeah, mixed and pilot, I should yeah, say. Mixed and pilot, but, yeah, yes. but it's the same series. It's, and he was the champion in that with the real-time racing um, Hondas or for t- three or four years. He was absolutely the hot shoe. Uh, uh, but he hasn't been racing much recently. I know he's you know, getting close to 50, but I tell you, Pierre Kleinerbeek is a great hot shoe he is. And uh, just see how he's just done a 2.04. I mean, who's fastest out there, Phil, at the moment? Uh, oh, well, we've got um, young Alex Acker, the son of the team owner at Tempto Racing. He's just put in a, a sparkling lap of of 201, so he's really on it, and that's a good. Car. Maybe that's the other car that we, we feel is going to be in the mix at the end. As we have uh, one of Colin White's cars oh, no. stopped out there, uh, Christian Broberg, who was a late entry into that car, um, I think he's waiting to rejoin. I'm quite sure what's it's happened. Difficult to see he's got electric, hasn't he? Because he's got the, the, lights, the lights on, are on, but nobody's home. Uh, yeah, dial all the numbers and no one's home. That's what Frank Gardner told me once. <laughs> great Australian driver who's in Formula 1 and, and sports cars. That's so. on the inside of the exit of turn, um, turn 11 heading up the hill. Difficult to get to. Um, yes. We're going to have to keep an eye Looking on Looking like one. a code 60, isn't it? Well, we've already had um, uh, enough of code 60s already. 1 hour 23 total and code 60. And yeah. you called it correctly. Code 60, our third has been called. Yeah. Now, remember, under the new regulations, you cannot serve penalties under Code 60s. Um, we started that in round one of the Middle East Trophy, powered by Hankook in Kuwait, um, followed that by the one at Yas. And I think that this has really played into the hands of Herbert Motorsport because they might put one under, they might put yeah. Alfred in at now. Hour 31 into that stint. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. A few cars um, with long stints in there. Um, uh, Heart of Racing by SBS currently down in fifth. Our 25 for them. Our 27 for the 27th place. And for our racing. And for our fan favourite, of course, the Bentley. Oh, the Bentley. What a, it shakes a gr- the grandstand. What a great job uh, <laughs> Joe Wheeler's been doing in that car. Yeah, magnificent. They twitched a little bit yesterday when they, they had a BOP uh, uh, flung at them or a change in BOP, yep. but it was reversed. So everyone's smiling Everybody again. Was smiling Particularly again. Sean, Sean Lynn, who smiles most of the time. Well, I'd smile if I had a huge collection of cars like his. Bentley into the pits now. Out of ninth position, Joe Wheeler was um, at the wheel at the time. Uh, looks like driver just, change happening. Yep. And. Uh, probably head on down for fuel. Now, they will know this won't be a long code 60 because there's no barrier damage. We just have a stationary car that we can put onto the inside running. It had four wheels on it, so it looks yep. like it can be towed back. They'll hook it up quickly, uh, and yep. they're very skilled at that here. Oh, they, 
Um, I remember a few years ago, John and I were having a bet on which of the recovery vehicles will do the most kilometres yeah. and how many recovers. I think we ended up, one of them had, uh, and uh, race control got back to us, and it was one of them had 39 recoveries <laughs> for, for one car. She got a prize for that. One thing we haven't discussed so far in the broadcast is the situation with the brakes. Yes. This circuit is really hard on brakes. And you, you might, some of the cars are certainly going to have to do two changes, certainly of the fronts. Yeah, I was talking um, with the 496 uh, about team manager down there um, in uh, the, the Toyota Supra GTR. Yeah. Now, that's not an overly heavy car. It's a GT4 car, so it's about 100 kilos lighter than yeah. the BMW GT4 cars. But they were saying, yes, we're going to have to do brakes because the, the Supra does tend to eat the brakes yeah. quite, yeah. quite a bit. But when we're talking the GT3, and uh, as we speak, the rescue yeah. vehicle has got um, uh, the 277 under tow. And that's Christian Bromberg at the wheel of the yeah. CWS Engineering. And then the thing with the brakes is you want to do them in a Code 60. I mean, the really fast crews, they can, they can change them at the fronts with the calipers and everything in just over a minute. That's yes. what they target. And that's sort of similar to, to them all, actually. But, of course, say you're, you, you hope you're only going to do one change of, of, of brakes yes. in the race... But you're waiting for that code 60. Well, if it comes too quickly, then you're going to have to do a second change. Exactly. Uh, it's, so, again, it's, it's a fascination of endurance sports car racing. Now, They're we see panic. the fueling yeah. area. Yeah. Now, these uh, uh, Bowsers that are put around the outside there, we're not using the ones in the, in the middle. We're using the ones on the outside. Now, these are Creventic Bowsers, and your fuel tag for this will have your maximum fuel load under green and your maximum fuel load under code 60. So if it switches to code 60 while you're fueling, it'll automatically, the, the light on the Bowser will turn purple and it'll only give you 25% more, yeah, yeah. okay? Um, if, you, uh, if you come in under code 60 and you're not in the 992 AM running all AMs, or the GD3 and running all AMs, you will be limited to 25%. But if you're cycling through there when you, you've got a quarter of a, t a tank to fill, yes. then of course you're in great shape. Yeah, exactly. But so it's, it, I said on the, you know, just a minute ago, it's the slings and <laughs> arrows of outrageous fortunes when it comes to this. Most definitely. Um, now we've got the, there's the uh, 23 Olaf Jackson think was just in that car, a Dubai, a, a guy from Birmingham actually, but who's a now a, a big Dubai entrepreneur, I think he runs fitness centres and so on, but he, he's enjoying himself. Now that's the second run through for CP Racing, they yeah. come in under green. Oh, that's Grove, that car. Grove, sorry. Hello. Diana Peaks down in the pits, what do you got for us, Di? I'm, I'm with Joe Wheeler, who's just jumped out of the Bentley, but I think we might be in the wrong position. Just Joe, do you mind just coming next door with us so we can stay out of the way? They're about to do a pit stop here as well. So, Joe, you've um, just jumped out of that car. We've had a few Code 60s, which are sort of affecting strategy and, and everything else at the moment. But um, how are things going for you in particular? Um, halfway through the stint and, and sort of the start, we're having uh, major braking problems. Um, but it's, uh, it's a challenge to combat that, especially in battles. But um, overall, it's, it's still going and, and it's competitive. So that's the main thing. It looks an impressive car. We've had a lot of interest in it. From your perspective, how challenging is it to drive and to just get the get the flow and the balance that you like? For me, it's um, it, it, it's a nice car. It's uh, it's obviously challenging 
the mid corner, but you know, if, if you know what to expect, then it's, it's a nice car to drive. How much are you enjoying the race so far? It's absolutely mega out there. I mean, the 990s and the GT4s really, really put up a challenge, so yeah, it's really enjoyable. How much are you sort of changing the strategy between you now, or are you, are you just sort of waiting for your call to go? Yeah, well, it's well, affected by Code 60 mainly, isn't it, let's be honest, but um, at the moment it's all going to plan, so it's, uh, yeah, it's good. And how supportive are the team with you? It looks like you've got a good bunch of guys and girls in there, and uh, they're, they're very committed. Yeah, Team Parker, the, the, the mega, the, um, they know the car inside out, um, every issue has been, been resolved, so it's uh, great. Okay, I'll let you get a bit of a break now. Thanks ever so much. Interesting, because Rob Huff said they had brake uh, yes, problems. Yes, with the ABS, ABS. Yeah, with the ABS issues that they had to adjust that. We'll just get, get the uh, penalties out of the way. Oh, we've got great, under, yeah. under a minute until the end of Code 60. Yeah. And uh, the big penalties coming in at the moment. 60 seconds for the 429 for exceeding stint time, maximum driving Ooh. time. So there's a maximum driving time of two hours. Your minimum rest time is 50% of your last stint. So they've got a 60-second penalty for that. Now, that's a BMW that qualified third in a GT4. Um, yeah. So that's not going to be good for them. Um, then a, a few 10-second penalties for 903 and 929. 903 not re respecting pit stop regulations. Um, six offensive track limits from the 929s getting a 10 second and exceeding the speed limit in the refueling area. It's 20 kilometres an hour in the refueling area, 40 kilometres an hour in pit lane and the 17s getting a 12 second penalty for that. We're back to green flag. We are and very interestingly Herbert have put Daniel Alleman, the 65 year old who is retiring <laughs> after this week, back in the car. Wow. Daniel is not he's not that slow, but he, yes. you know, he's actually very good, but he's two or three seconds off the others. Um, but then they're getting his two hours out of the way. Yes. All this before we're even, you know, only just a quarter of the way through, aren't we? Well, it's very, uh, for me, this is brilliant strategy, what they're doing. Well, also, they're getting him out of the way before it gets dark. Yeah, that's another okay, point. OK, we've got about 20, uh, 35 minutes until we have the official sunset here in Dubai. The good news is this year, this is the first time we've had full track lighting around the entire 5.39 uh, uh, kilometres of the Dubai Autodrome. Now, we used to have it just to start finish. We used to have, pick it up at turn 14, yeah. lose it at turn 2, pick it up again uh, between uh, the the exit of turn 9 and the uh, club link that comes through, which is, uh, was always been lit on our shorter circuit. But we have a level of lighting here which isn't Yas Marina bright, but it's Kuwait bright. So any of you who joined us for round one of uh, the Middle East Trophy powered by Hancock, um, it, 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 it's that form of lighting. And we spoke, the drivers um, that um, Peter and uh, Di spoke to last night, they were really enjoying it, the yeah. guys who have been here before. It's much easier to sort things out if we have a look at a replay here of the 992 having another issue. That's the second time that... Yeah, the, same the, place, wasn't it? Uh, NKPP uh, racing by Baz Coton Racing. Um, uh, that one, yeah, it is the second time, uh, probably in the same place again. Um, uh, so... Uh, keeping an eye on where they are on board with Dan. And it was Dan Measure at the wheel last time as well. He came in and pitted after that. Going back to the lighting, yep. do you know, a man who should know about this was a guy who drove the car around to test the lighting 
And he's sitting alongside me now, Phil. That's right. You were in a fantastic machine to do that. Yeah, I had a 296 around here. Yeah. Uh, well, very low speed on a track evening here and uh, just had a little bit of a look at the lighting. I've driven in it uh, um, here at night. Uh, never done a 24-hour race, but done some mini enduros here in uh, Clio Cup. And, uh, well, you've driven all kinds of different cars around here, raced all kinds of cars around yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, I've done, done a fair bit. I started, started Radical, in 2006, yeah. oh, sorry, 2007 with the Volkswagen Golf GTI Cup. Oh, our first nice. tin-top champion supporting the Radical Championship that is still running to this day. That then evolved into the UAE Touring Car Championship, which I raced my Renault Clio uh, 192 Cup car um, in that and uh, re retired after about 2009 yeah. because... Um, it was getting expensive, but uh, had a couple of radical races as well. So uh, got a lot of laps around here, spent a lot of time here on track nights. And great to have you here. As we see, Christopher Haasa goes into the lead in the Easter Racing uh, Team Audi, a, a relatively new team. Uh, but you said, ye you said yesterday that it's a team to watch. Yeah, I did. You did indeed. And... Uh, See, Hassa, I hope that Christopher spoke to him. He might come up and join us in the oh, box later. Fantastic. He said he, he would. Um, we'll have, maybe have to get uh, Slowy or somebody to prompt him to come up after he finishes his sit. So, Alleman, you know, Alleman's 65 years old. He's been racing as, as an amateur, and he's doing 203s. You see, so he's only a couple of seconds off. That's why that Herbert team is so strong, because he's got four people uh, all either mega quick or pretty damn quick. Um, the Get Speed car's now got its, I suppose, its number one driver in it, uh, Dom Bauman. Dom, uh, I'm not sure if he's still on the factory Mercedes squad, had uh, huge success um, in the, the SRO uh, series and won it in the days when it was Blancpain. So he's a, a former Blanc champion. Yep. Uh, two years running, I think, both in sprint and endurance. Uh, used to always drive in Maxi Gotts. Um, but, but Bauman is still a, a quick peddler. Um, and he's just done a 202. I'm just looking down, and let's see if anybody further down. He's going really quickly. Um, Carl Cavers um, in a Century Motorsport car. Pretty quick time for. The guy who's an am. And uh, actually, um, Peter Cox's daughter, uh, Stephanie, has just done a 203, um, which is a good time. Yeah, this first part of the race, they, they, the cars headed off into the 159s very early. Yes. Then they went straight into uh, entire preservation mode, straight out the 203s after 10 minutes. We discussed this early, we didn't know, but this place is abrasive. and it, yeah. There's a lot of sand around, and you see that even in the sky at the moment, and it, it, that makes it even more abrasive. And I presume that's whipped off by, by, by a bit of mistral out, out in the desert behind us, yes, I suppose. Yeah, we yeah. had a small shamal last night, which is just a sandstorm, and uh, it did, you know, uh, I believe Bruce had ice on his car this morning. I had sand. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and uh, the wind now dying right down. It's going to get really still this evening. Don't forget, we've got the fabulous fireworks show coming up at oh, 8 yeah. p.m. local time this evening. Always a highlight of the 24-hour race. Yeah, this place has been absolutely 
absolutely packed since uh, they did the grid work. Yeah. The tunnel is absolutely full. Um, we're looking across at the Apex Garden. Everybody enjoying the time out there live on the screen at the Apex Garden. We've got a new grandstand at uh, Turn 14 as well. That's been full um, there because you see them coming down under brakes going into Turn 14 through the kink at Turn 13. And we've also got the terrace down at Turn 1 as well. Yep. All open to and all free for all of the fans um, here this weekend. So a fantastic atmosphere here. So we're watching the 91 car with uh, Daniel Alleman and the wheel in the Porsche. Um, around here, about 24 pit, um, changes of gear Yo, in a lap. Okay. Um, in fact, uh, Darren Law, who's driving the CP cars, has given me his gear chart. And uh, if we were able to pick up the CP car, it might be nice to, to talk around the lap and what gears is using. To uh, Porsche's having a battle there. That's yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I say it's Alleman in the second one, isn't it? And in the 91. Uh, yeah, chasing uh, Dustin Blatter in the car collection machine. And uh, they're running, they've been running at similar laps. And yeah. Daniel pu Alleman has been pushing on there. See, 99. And that's uh, Alex Acker, who I said was, yeah, probably still the quickest guy out there, actually. His father, as uh, I think it was Bruce that told us, it was it Johnny, that attempted racing the Acker family into car washes. Oh. Uh, I've got a little motor racing car wash story. I mean, it's actually not that uh, unknown. But, you know, Nicky Lauder gave most of his trophy to his local car wash to get his car wash for free. <laughs> true, 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 true story. OK, race control has told everybody to turn their lights on and they'll be turned off yeah. around about, oh, around about half past six to seven o'clock tomorrow morning. Yes, it's quite a long night here, isn't it? Yeah, well, uh, Bruce and uh, Johnny were discussing, we don't know which one. I had the discussion with uh, uh, John Hindorf as well of who has went. Now, we're a little bit later. In, we're two weeks later, so we may be a little bit shorter than Daytona. But Daytona is lit yes. all the way round. You know, you might as well be racing in the daylight there. Yeah, Le Mans, uh, very, very different. 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 Yeah. <laughs> down the one straight down into the chicanes. Yeah, so Christopher Hassa settled down just on a two two zero zero nine. Yeah, and I uh, mean that took him pulled him four seconds away from exactly. Alleman in that very lap. Exactly, he's increasing that lead. Yeah, and uh, around about forty six seconds back to the get speed car, Dominic Palman um, running in the second in GT um, GT three. Um, Daniel Allerman and Herbert running first in the Pro-Am category. Remember, in GT3, we've got Pro-Am, Am and GT3, all different categories. All the cars are... But we have the subcategories of Pro-Am and Am. The same with 992. Yeah. We have 992. Everybody's classified under that. The subcategory is the Am category. Now, we've got a lot of those cars there. We've got 14 Ams and, uh, and, and six 992s. Yeah. Uh, we started with... Uh, well, we... 22 of the GT3 cars started because obviously um, the uh, Lopert car didn't start. Now, they were thinking that was going to be a, um, a, a very long change of pulling the gearbox and the engine out of that car to actually get that car going again. I don't think they're going to bother, and I think that one is going to retire, along with our other front row sitter on lap 88 and the power steering failure for the Santalop Junior team. And uh, as they said, they weren't busy about that. They're going to start working on the European series for now. So we have literally lost our front row. 
just talking about Christopher uh, Christopher Hasler for a moment because he, he won this race 2019. Yep. And uh, he's won the Nurburgring 24 hours in in 12 and 14. But he probably won't tell you too much about this. He started racing in Dacius. Oh, not the Sandero. <laughs> I don't know which model it was. We've we been joined by a guest, actually. And uh, a guest we didn't expect to see this weekend, uh, one of our old favourites. Uh, J.M. Lippmann is, is with us. He's been driving the, one of the Colin White um, Genetids. And uh, I just wait for J.M. to uh, put his... Oh, a penalty for Hoover. Did you see that, uh, Phil? I, I, there's been a penalty for the Hoover car. I... Well, we'll have to check that out in a moment. So, JM, you told me a couple of years ago you retired from racing. That was it. You got your trophies lined up. You polished your helmet. You put it up on the shelf and finito. And here you are. And I've got a bone to pick with you because we've got a lovely entry list printed out. And then we get a last-minute one, and, and, and your name's suddenly on it. Well, start with a new entry list. What's the story? First of all, Andrew, lovely to see you guys. Lovely to be here in Dubai. Uh, I, was, I came over to work with a few teams and drivers, as we do yeah. uh, with Sport 21. And uh, my good friends at CWS, Colin White, were, said, Hey, do you want to drive? I went, No, absolutely not. But, uh, but I bet you had your crash helmet in you. A Andrew, as, as you know, all, <laughs> all drivers, whether they say they're retired or not, all, yeah. I always bring my helmet to a, a, yeah. to a race. And they said, well, look, they were short of a driver. I said, I will help, but I don't really want to race. So I did uh, my minimum stints. And if they need me, I might be available to drive. Right, understood. But you're available back in this commentary box. <laughs> and... Um, you, d you have done a few laps at the Ginetta. I don't think you've ever driven one before, had you? No, actually, I have. Uh, oh, have you? Okay. I uh, won with them twice, I think. Uh, Magdi Court. Oh, uh, did you? Oh, we, we well, raced a few years ago. Yeah, yeah uh, and then Paul Ricard as well. I think probably the last time... Because I think of you more in a Porsche. Right? Yeah, mostly Porsches. It, I tell you what, I, I've forgotten how difficult it is to drive a Ginetta. Um, because... Uh, no offence to Genetics, but they're quite slow compared to the GT3s, which are 20 yeah, seconds quicker. Uh, it's hard work being looking in your mirrors all the time and staying out of trouble. So, again, I'm going to salute all those guys in the in the TCR cars and uh, uh, TCE cars that are you know doing their race but staying out of trouble. It's a real skill. Yeah. So we're just following the uh, CP racing car at the moment. And CP now is in 15th place. It's Shane Lewis at the wheel. Uh, very successful racer in the IMSA series. And uh, just following around. I think that must be the drone shot. We've got some fantastic cameras and camera work here. So they he comes really past the hotel and uh, he's uh, accelerating now. As third, past the pitch, he takes fourth. And then he'll take fifth. And uh, we'd lost it. He said, oh, there he is. Uh, He'll break down into third for the right-hander at T1. A little bit squirrely. He's got lots of cars in front of him, look. And then as he comes out of there, he's going to take uh, fourth. And it's quite a twiddly section, this. Yeah, it's a really hard section, actually, especially yeah. at night. You cannot see this yeah. second corner here. And look, he's behind the slower... Well, he's, this yeah. is for precision. T5, uh, he'll go down to third. The corners don't have names here. Uh, and then, of course, we're going to go into the section which we are calling a carousel. And uh, you go through the carousel in three, in third gear. And then we're going to have, then after that, there he goes. 
it's just slightly banked is that corner and then the long straight this is the only place that car gets into top gear apparently and look at the that, Audi stretches left yeah. compared to Mercedes so that's yeah. bop it uh, in full show there yeah so and then down to second gear for the, what effectively a hairpin at the end keeping it in second 3.11 Slatchy's third and fourth quickly and then it'll go into a, another hairpin it's a terrific track this I think it's designed by a guy called Clyde Bowen from Apex Racing That's who right, used yeah. to work um, years and years ago uh, work with West, West Surrey Racing and I think, I think the circuit design bit started with West Surrey um, it's a great track. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it yeah. was underused, but yeah. now you've got Asian Amon here and all the different Yeah, series. next week, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a, a fantastic track. It's a shame uh, now, F1 never really got here. No, I, I'm sure there's some politics in that. Um, <laughs> and then third, fourth, and then another second for this corner, which takes you back onto the pit straight. 24 gear changes a lap in that Mercedes. So that was the gear chart from, from Darren oh, Floor driving that car, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, well, here we go. You've got CP Racing, who are racing for the Middle East Championship yeah. at the moment. But one thing surprised me, and I've not really been keeping an eye too much because I'm involved uh, with the teams, is the spread of... Uh, HRT, uh, 929 track, ninth, uh, ninth offence, 10 seconds. Well, that's, that's my good friend and sometime co-driver, Holger Hansen, in that yes. car. Yes, yeah. Uh, which, is, which is a shame, but he's doing a great job. The spread of the field is quite surprising for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and maybe the big story for me is the 992 was running up in the top ten. Uh, yeah. For... But, I mean, there's, there's hope for you, yeah. Look at Daniel Allerman running in second place. He's 65 years old. <laughs> this is, is definitely his last race. He is really retiring. <laughs> Did he say that too? Um, <laughs> no, he, I mean, it is official, and it, it is, and I've talked to the team about who's going to replace him and so on. But um, the one thing that's hard, I mean, look, I haven't raced properly for two years. I yeah. definitely wasn't on the pace. But yeah. uh, talking to Tom Cornell the other week, yeah. and I saw him, I mean, he races three, four times a week somewhere, everywhere. Uh, Tom Coronel has yeah. shot down the Dakar rally. And came his... straight to uh, yeah. Abu Dhabi and jumped in a Porsche. Yeah. It was, I mean, he's, uh, you know, in the car, somewhere driving every day, which is fantastic. Yeah. It's a little more difficult. You get he's out of the car. He's a great character, he's uh, uh, Mr. Cheese, very good. Yeah, so you won't know too much about Pierre Kleiner being. It's running in fifth place now in the heart of racing. But... 20 years ago, he was absolutely a number one hot shoe and champion in the second tier, tier IMSA series. Yeah, what, yeah. what was then called the Speed uh, Challenge, but it's, it's now called the Michelin Pilot. It's the same series. Um, and a Brazilian who, who found fame and fortune in the States, as, as a lot of drivers do. But it's very interesting, isn't it, that quite a lot of drivers are coming out here. We've been talking with Phil. Phil's been very much involved in the Dubai of the UAE Formula yeah, yeah, 4 yeah. Championship. And what a great place for young British drivers to come and do five or six races here. It's become so much popular. I mean, when I speak to you know, all the drivers I know, they're in Dubai from December too. <laughs> one, yeah. one is not a bad place to be because of the weather, but there's so many opportunities for them to work, to coach, training, and also to get in the car if they're lucky as well. Yeah. So there are a lot of guys. You've got the Radical Series out here as well. Yeah, well, the Phil's raced in that, of course, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I, it, it's a growing... And 24-hour Creventic have done a really good job of pro promoting this area, and I probably without them, maybe it wouldn't be so good. Yeah. I see Stephanie Cox is now in the car in the... Uh, and she's the been port. going very... She's been doing two, 203s in that car. That's pretty good. Is, is she quicker car? than Dad? 
Um, almost on the pace. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. I, used to, I think I used to see her in a KTM as well. That's right, yeah. Past, yeah. Very good in the KTM. So, and also notice Max Young, Maxwell Lynn is now in the Team Parker racing car because he's now, now um, driving high downforce cars in uh, LMP3 and so on. Uh, did share one last year with his dad. What uh, do have the people, uh, viewers, been talking about the uh, about the Bentley? That must be everybody. I really like car. the Bentley, yeah. And um, that was the car that had been in America with the K-Pak team, although it had been a factory a works car before that, went out to America and uh, racing with Stefan Rattel's group. I understand and the owner has quite a few Bentleys in his collection. Well, he's got two cars <laughs> that race at Le Mans at the turn of the century. Yeah. He hasn't got a winner, but he's got two. I, I think from two different years. I, I, there is a, he, he commissioned a marvellous book about those cars, actually. Um, and I, it was too expensive. <laughs> um, didn't, didn't you do a marvellous book yourself? I have, oh, thank you very much. Is there much more of this? Um, still available on Amazon, I would think. And yes, I was sort of thinking about another one at the moment as we've got this pit stop. But that, my, my next one might be famous motor racing liveries, slightly different. Yeah. So. Ebby Motors always had this sort of splashy colour scheme. I like it. it it's, it's, it's beautifully colourful. Look at those, that race suit. And I believe they got the neon strips down. Look, the they neon have, strips yeah. that change colour. Uh, yeah. Like, oh, they uh, change colour, do they? Do yeah, they, yeah. they, got, they got, must, go, must go purple, green, red. Yeah, look, look, look at look. that car. <laughs> They're like yeah. disco lights. Ebby yeah. Motors being a, a long-established uh, Porsche team in Italy. Uh, we get so many of these Porsche teams from Germany, don't we? But this, this is an Italian one. Um, I mean, again, it's funny to look, and not what interesting to look, how the fields change over the, over the years. I mean, TCR used to be such yeah. a, a huge 20 cars, and now we're down to just a handful. But it's down to cost. TCR have become a lot more expensive. Yeah, and I suppose you've got dedicated series for TCR in lots of different countries. People like running that. There's that Captain America car. I was trying to find out why they've got that livery, whether it's something they just like. Or have they got some sort of deal with the, with the merchandise or something? I, I will find out by the end of that. I just got overtaken as it happens. And uh, good little battles. And great battles, of course, all the way around the field. I mean, there's cars everywhere. You're going to start with 50 odd cars. You're going to have some battles all the time. Just past that lovely garden. What a great place to, to watch racing. That's an innovation this year. Got a big screen there. I, that's um, why one thing I noticed, they've got this garden area, which is yes, that, yeah. which is uh, such an improvement. Yeah. Uh, and you know what's really nice? How many people were here? Spectators. Yeah. So I think Revenge have done a fantastic yeah. job actually getting people here. And that's what you want. You want to see people. Yeah. And, and uh, it's free to get in, you see. That, and, and that's the point, because the racers are paid for this, basically. And, uh, but I think, I think Phil, Phil's been here a lot. I think... Uh, and we'll hand back to him in a minute, but I think he'll tell you this is one of the best crowds he's seen here. And there's so much access. Um, not total access. I mean, if you're a spectator, you can't just wander down a pit lane, but you but, can... You, but you can, can come in the paddock, you can and come the, in grid the, paddock. Walk, the grid walk the is grid, open. Yeah, and that was... Oh, I mean, the grid was just mega, wasn't it, this, yeah, this morning? Some good battles um, in 992. So, three 992s, how many hours are we into the race? Uh, and there's five, aren't we? All driving side it's, by side. It's, it, it's early days. One thing that really does excite me, but it won't bring me back to racing in my car, yeah. is the Creventic 12-hour Porsche-only race yes, at Spa. Uh, coming up. Yeah, well, thanks for, for tagging that. Is, I'm talking, going off topic, but yeah. that's going to be... Can you imagine 50 
992s yeah. racing for uh, 12 hours. That's going to be fantastic, actually. Uh, and that. normally they, they race for 25, 30 minutes in the Super Cup. Yeah, yeah. There lots of Super Cup drivers in this, including Sven Muller, three times a Super Cup champion. Jay, it was lovely to have you up in the box. we we'll maybe see you t- tomorrow morning. Um, I suspect you will get in the car and have a, have a good time. And um, it was, it was, look, it's nice to be on track. It's lovely to be, and I will say it, it's just nice being back with friends in the paddock yeah. and saying hi to uh-huh. everybody. Uh-huh. And I pretty much have raced with every team yeah. across the paddock. So I can go and say hello in that and still you, there, chocolate and, bar. And you checked in bounce either. <laughs> just, just going back briefly, it's because you, you led it into about my book. There is a chapter about Creventic and how I came to the first Creventic race. At Paul Ricard. Uh, at Paul Ricard. And, uh, you 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 came in the commentary box providing ice creams for everyone. I, I, I've never heard of a driver. I thought that is terrific. <laughs> this is a series I, I like. The, uh, there's a rub to this. There's a rub to this, Phil. I didn't get an ice cream because I was down in the pits. <laughs> I was. Well, I knew how to bribe my way in. <laughs> I was, well, I would talk about my current sponsor. I uh, know, but I'm. I'm oh, so you plug Sport 21. I can plug Sport. I won't talk about it. But I was going to come up. I said to Joe, uh, I'll come up and give you some slight relief oh. and then realise what well, I had said yeah, with uh, my yeah. current sponsor. Thank you so very much. I'm not providing that service at the moment. Uh, thank you and goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, pleasure. Uh, and I hope everyone's enjoying the race. Uh, and still, uh, can I say, 19 hours to go. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic stuff. But if you want to see who his sponsor is, you just go onto his website, and uh, or if you're here, you can go and find. He's got a suite here as well. So Christopher Arthur pulling out now, some 21 seconds ahead of, of Daniel Alleman, uh, the Get Speed car, Dominic Bauman at the. Series. Um, they're in third place. Just um, just closing up on uh, Alleman. They've still got 25 seconds uh, behind. Benji Gotha is in the Dragon Racing car. Still haven't had Stuart Hall in that machine yet. And then Kleiner being is in fifth place. And then the Haas RT car is lurking there. Now with Mika, Mika Panu in the car, the 21 car. And then it's the car collection Porsche. Uh, Sven Muller, I just mentioned Sven, the, the, the former Super Cup uh, champion in the uh, Porsche Hoover, is in eighth place. And uh, Alex Ackers, I think, just dropped behind uh, Muller now. And then another car lurking is the, in tenth place, Darren Leung, been racing, of course, in the uh, British GT Championship last year with Century in the BMW. I think he won the championship, didn't he? Um, so all looking good there, and by the best of the uh, 992 class cars up in 13th place with the uh, Jop Rapang in the FAC Auto racing team. That, that's a very established German team, FAC Auto, with a huge amount of success behind them. And they got certainly maybe a whole lap over the second uh, guy. So Evo Broekers, very much part of well, the man who founded this series with, with his Dutch colleagues. Hit that car running, of course, with his two sons is currently in second place. And uh, Looking down, anybody else? How's that Bentley getting on? Uh, McLaren, uh, McLaren fans, Fraser Ross at the wheel of the 76 uh, racing team car. That is now in 21st place. Um, lapping our two, 207s. That's, uh, needs to be a bit quicker than that. Um, 
but fastest man out there at the moment is the man leading the race, uh, Christopher Hasser from uh, Kornberg in Bavaria, 2009 FIA GT3 champion, winner of this race in 2019. And look at those solar panels there. And uh, we got Emmy Motors in again. So that's a bit of a surprise. Emmy Motors, maybe they had a puncher. And uh, I'm not sure who's done. Is it die down in the pits at the moment? We might be hearing from her in a moment. Um, she may have swapped over. Not sure. I'm not sure what, when their swap over was. Well, we're here. Oh, no, it's about half past six, I think. They're oh, going is it? To swap okay. Over, so yeah. Dye should still be now, down there. Now that, that light is starting to come down. Now, isn't yeah, it? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it, it blurs out the the green around the uh, the Bentley look. <laughs> the the uh, electronic electronics put teeth back in that camera. In our camera, doesn't like that green very much. <laughs> Well, cameras normally don't like red. It's, yeah, it's normally red, it's isn't it? Blurs. Or, or Donald Trump's hair. That's another one they can't uh, cope with. You need a special camera for that. <laughs> okay, let's not so, go there. It's, it's CP Racing then. And, uh, is it still Shane Lewis with his special sideboards? We featured his sideboards yesterday. There's a bit of a story. Shane only seems to do really well when he has the big sideboards. And uh, full Elvis style, weren't they? Uh, Bill there yes. as we, uh, they, they had, they, all of the team had them in Kuwait, even the pit crew. Oh, did they? Oh, really? yes. oh nine, nine, nine two nine is stopped oh, the uh, wrong way round. <laughs> Car was running in twenty third, and Holger Hamsen. And you see, look at the, you can really see the sand there, can't you? Yeah, yeah. Just a little bit too much um, speed. Oh, they yeah, just a little bit. Uh, on the dirty line going in to that corner and just on the marbles. We heard a bit about that earlier on. We've got a yellow flag at turn two. Just as we were watching the CP racing Mercedes, and there's a little segue with that car to the Bentley, actually, because they've added Darren Law into the car. Oh, yes, look at the puncture. Left rear is the Second flat. puncture in a few laps on the 9.30. Yep. We'll watch that car come back in. HRT performance car. Yep. Yeah, so the Bentley was run in America by KPAX Racing, but that's operated by the Flying Lizard team. Oh. And who owns the Flying Lizard team but Darren Law, who's been drafted into the CP Racing car. So there's a, a little segue. Yeah, 9.30 running way down the leaderboard at the moment, uh, 48th overall. And, uh, it's and it's a little way to go back to the pits from where that puncher happened. Staying out of trouble, staying offline is a bit difficult with everybody overtaking at the moment. Well, one little thought I, I was going to add just with, with Darren Law. He's a former winner of the, of the, of the Daytona 24s. As we hear from Diana Binks, what have you got down there, Di? 
talking about the 95, and uh, Fabrizio is with me, with me now because he's just jumped out of the car. We wondered what had happened, but it looked like there was a puncture when your co-driver took over from you. What's your view? Right away, the front right tire uh, felt uh, weird to my co-driver, and uh, so we don't know if it was a flat tire or if it uh, it lost uh, pressure when it was uh, in the warming tire in the warmer. So. We actually don't know anything, but we, it was bad luck. It was right away the, the outlap, and uh, we will see what goes on. The race is long. Is there any more feedback from him at the moment over the radio at all? I, I didn't have the radio, so I can't help you. I was asking the others too, so I was without radio. <laughs> but uh, the race is long. We were pacing up without pushing. We wanted to want to get to early morning to be still in the race and uh, from that moment onwards to start pushing, seriously. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. that's a, an excellent team causing collision. Hard to racing, 15-second penalty. Um, that team started, or that op, that particular uh, run of cars, of Porsches, uh, Sergei Nikolai from Romania. They started with Ginettas, actually, and, yeah. and switched to Porsche. Had a lot of success. Um, won the uh, 992 Championship last year. Uh, but uh, now, of course, they moved up into the top class. But um, they finished with with a 992 finished third overall in that the one Sebring 24 hour race we had and um, a race that was stopped with a gigantic rainstorm um, on uh, the Sunday morning but they had an absolutely mega run there very professional those guys and uh, I think uh, I think it was uh, it was Fabrizio or his teammate uh, so, no, I'm pretty sure it's Fabrizio he was racing in Italy and went to Romania and did the Romanian touring car championship or something crazy like that and, and got picked up then by Sergei Nikolai and it's made his career. Become, oh, most definitely. Yeah, yeah. and you know, it's not a natural place you think to go to try and enhance your motor racing career to go to Romania, but that's what he did. And of course now they've got the young kid Cosimo Papi in the car um, being, a, being a good carter and raced that, those wolf little sports prototypes in the past and um, also raced in the uh, the TCR category, so uh, Cosimo Papi sort of really fitted in with that outfit. So just still monitoring, Haasa is still pulling away from Daniel Alleman. Daniel's pace stopped, uh, dropped a little bit there, 2.05 his last lap. Um, Dominic Bauman still hasn't caught him. In fact, he is about 19 seconds behind. But I think da uh, Daniel would have done his whole two hours, actually. Uh, yeah, 201 at the moment, 201.3. The, 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 the um, has, has to do two hours so yep. to get the points. The points don't really matter to him because he's retiring and it's his last race. But nevertheless, you know, I, I think they, they like to play it. They're back with the, the 85. And uh, Shane Lewis. Having a good battle. I think the car with the punch has made it back to the pits. Yes, yes. And uh, getting that sorted out. Well, we've got a little bit of time. Let's have a look at the Middle East Trophy after two rounds. Oh, now, yes, please. For yeah. the Middle East Trophy, you must complete in all three rounds. You must complete in Kuwait, 12-hour at Motortown, Kuwait. The Yes, 6-hour last weekend and this um, race here. So, so it's only open to people at race last weekend? Yeah, it? well, and in Kuwait in December as well. You must have yeah. done all three yeah. races, OK? So at the moment in the GT3 category, it's a man Energy by Ebby Motors, the 95 car leading the way on 68 points, just eight points clear of CP Racing. They won the championship last.
last year, remember, in second position. And then in fourth uh, position, it is um, Century Motorsports. Um, the car in third only collected 40 points in, um, in Abu Dhabi, but didn't compete in um, Kuwait. So it's not eligible. So only Century, CP and Manamuri are eligible there. Century Motorsport leading the um, uh, Pro-Am category. Uh, the only car in the Pro-Am category and CP Racing leading the AM category on 72 points. When we move into the 992 uh, category, we have all of them here today. Red Camel Jordans.nl in the 909 on 80 points. Rabdan by Fulgenzi, the 971, the UAE-based team, on 68 points in second. And K Kramer Racing in the 936 on 60 points in, in third position. In the 992 AM, um, it is the... Uh, K Kramer Racing in second position on that one. QMF by HRT got more points. However, they didn't race in Kuwait. So uh, they didn't get yeah. any points on that one there. In GTX, the Vortex um, uh, finished both the races. 72 points leading the way from Razana more than racing. And if I can button, it is leading the class to, as it, it, it has all the way. Lionel Arouche this is two point, The, the 2.0 Vortex is a weapon. Um, and then we have Toro Vorde, uh, that Janetta uh, G56, that absolutely sounds beautiful as I standard, uh, stood outside watching that go past and enjoying the sound of that uh, four-litre uh, Ford block, but everything above that is Janetta built. Um, uh, great for them. In the GT4 category, it's the Century Motorsports. Remember, they had won the race on the last corner um, at uh, the six hours of Abu Dhabi. Uh, Three-tenths of a second at the line. AGMC racing by team, uh, Simpson Motorsport in second position. They tied on 76 points each. And then it's uh, Toyota Gazoo uh, racing in third. But they didn't compete in uh, the uh, the Kuwait race. So it's uh, the battle between the two BMWs. In TCR, um, it is the Simpson Motorsport TCR. Uh, competed in both those races, leading TCR and TCX. It's um, the, uh, the two Janettas, uh, the two seven and eight leading the way, 76 points, and then 40 points for the 277. Now, they're battling for this trophy, which will be decided at the end of this race, and it'll be this, it's the second running of the Middle East Trophy, uh, powered by Hancock, and uh, lots of racing still to come, and as we know, lots of things can happen in a 24-hour race. Just looking at the progress of, in 10th place, the second of the Santelok Junior Racing Team Audis, uh, Wilfried Mirafila. And uh, I don't know too much. Uh, the Mirafinas are in that second Santelok car, and uh, there's three of them. I suspect it's a father and two sons, but I don't know that for sure. Um, Wilfried at the wheel at the moment is uh, 48 years old, and uh, he's done Formula Renault and he's raced Corvettes and... Uh, raced in the French GT Championship and uh, he raced, I believe, in the uh, 24-hour race back in 2018. So, Wilfred Merafina. I did Google him and there wasn't much there, um, but he's doing a very fine job lapping in 204s, 205s. It's interesting, that the other Santa Lot car had those steering issues where this, uh, this uh, 
well, second string one hasn't. Yes. Santa Lock, very interesting. We joked, didn't we, earlier about the Santa Lock Junior team was, had it in it. Pierre Kaffer is 48, Sven Herberg is 50, Elio <laughs> Ehar, he's about 35, and Michael Doppelganger, Doppelmeyer, who's a, a winner, who actually was one of the guys who, who won the Sebring 24 hour race. Um, he's in his 50s, so it's not exactly a junior team. But Santelot's a very interesting French organisation because they run cars in the World Rally Championship. They run cars in the um, European Rally Championship. And uh, they also, I believe, they run cars over here as well in UAE Formula 4. They run at the Andros Trophy. Uh, yes. It's a big team from Saint-Étienne near Lyon in France. And uh, they've had a considerable success in the uh, Fanatec um, World uh, Challenge Series. Andrew and Phil, quick HRT down in the pits for HRT. Snowy, what have you got? Yeah, just a very quick uh, update there when we had the uh, the changeover from Dai to myself at the top of the hour there as I was walking down the pit lane. The number 930 HRT Performance Porsche came in and it's got a penalty to serve, but of course it had that left rear puncture and it was being waved into the penalty box but the driver just, just stopped by the penalty box but in the outer lane as it were of the of the pits and then sort of gestured whatever there was some kind of communication not frantic or any problem uh, and then he carried on down to the pits and had uh, the tyre the changed so that car I think still has a penalty that we're not sure it might, well, it might be the 929 car uh, even HRT aren't exactly but there's going to be a driver swap in that car at any second now as well. 26 car got out of shape then, did it? It's just a little bit. And uh, Snowy, if you're still hearing us, uh, interested to have a bit of an update on, on McLaren down there. The uh, 76 car um, obviously had that problem in the garage for a while. But you need to talk to Jody Firth down there if you can, the, the team manager. Um, I'm sure he'll give you a chapter and verse on that. Just to follow up on the penalty situation now, um, one of the new things that got introduced for this season, which started in Kuwait, um, is the possibility for repeated track infringements to get a drive-through penalty. Now, we spoke to the race director in Kuwait to, to sort of check, OK, is it going to happen? Well, it's in the regulations now, and uh, if, you if you really abuse track limits, um, that's going to be significant because that drive-through penalty, um, you know, uh, it's a... a a harsh penalty because yeah. it's a 40 kilometer an hour pit lane yep. and it's a long long time so uh, teams need to be very very aware of that now if a penalty if the if you have a penalty to be served you have two hours from the time the penalty is issued um, as we see 1758 we had the 971 got that track infringement warning now if that had been a penalty of time they would have to serve that within two hours yes if, however if it's a code 60 you're not allowed to serve penalties anymore. Used to be, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you used to be able to, you can't anymore. So they they then go, okay, if it's over the over the two hour mark and it's under code sixty, uh, it sw switches from being two hours to the next time you enter the pits. Yeah. Now you may be going around and not enter for another forty minutes. Um, it, it, it's fine, but the next time you enter the pits, you must serve that penalty. So it makes it fairer for everybody. So that uh, we saw some lovely shots for that uh, 26, the second of the Santalock cars, with that fabulous livery on it, in, in my view. Oh, there's the Vortex look, uh, and uh, running in 29th overall, but leading uh, 
GTX Bye. from the uh, KTM um, of the Rassoon More Than Racing team. And more than means that they run lots of hospitality days and things, I found out. Yep. And they got a little brochure in the, uh, in the paddock. So they are second in that GTX, and they're one lap down, I think, now on the, on the Vortex as we go into the pits. Uh, yep. What do you got for us, Snowy? Yeah, we've just got the uh, clarification on that penalty. It's the 929 uh, car that just come in, and it served its pen penalty first with uh, uh, Harmson just having got out of that car. Uh, it did stop and serve its penalty. And so we think, actually, it was the, the 930. Nobody <laughs> the driver looked perplexed when he was pulled, tried to be pulled over. So, A, I've got a puncture, and I haven't got a penalty. Wrong car, um, right team. Dick made at 24-hour racing. Do, do they not? And the driver, the driver jumped out, and he... he, he he gesticulated to the camera in a very fine manner, I thought. And you see the... Was that Gorski that got out or not? Oh, uh, Harmson, OK. Gorski's just got in there. So we've got, we've got four cars still on the lead lap, which is uh, Istalent Racing Team. And... Uh, 35 seconds ahead of Herbeth with uh, Daniel Alleman in it, then uh, Dominic Bauman, and then it's Benji Gotha, and then the next car is the Haas racing team car, uh, Mika Paru Panu in the car, that team that uh, started by uh, a Belgian lady who has now got joint uh, nationality because she lives in Antigua and has run some very good businesses there um, and a former racer too. Um, but they put that team together last year. I think their first race was, was, was here a year ago. It's like the first major Possibly, race. Possibly, yes. And, uh, but getting nice shots now of the... Oh, a little bit of glow down the exhaust yeah, pipes. Yeah, that, the, uh, the massive that, So that, that engine in the back of that is a, a Chevrolet LS3. Which, um, racing engine, which would go into a, a Camaro or a Corvette, something yep. like that. You can buy. Do they, call the it, thing, a, the do they call it a box motor, don't yeah, they? You buy it, motor. it comes at a crate motor, that's yeah. it, you got it. But the thing is, they're like the AMG Mercedes motors. They're understressed for this type of yeah. racing. Yeah. Um, not to the one that we saw down in Abu Dhabi that uh, put all its oil over the, all over the top of the engine cover. But um, the majority of the AMG and they, these Chevy motors, they all run forever yeah. because they can detune them. They can get good reliability yeah. out of them. In the GT4 category, that Mercedes engine, the way it's set with, um, with the restrictors, makes less power than it does in the road car. <laughs> different engine in the GT3 if you have a look in one of those when the the hood bonnet is up yep. you'll see a plate okay and the plate says the name of the guy who built the engine oh nice yeah it's a really nice touch so they've done it for a long time a little bit of action if it blows down. up of course <laughs> whoops that's our East Easterland second car oh, sorry Santa Lock second car with a, with a big star on it I love the Audi R8. It just looks right to me. Yeah, it does indeed. And, uh, you, you, you know, people talk about buying supercars and, and so on. But for me, you buy an Audi R8 and uh, you get it serviced, take it to your Audi dealer. And he knows what to do with it. Cause plenty plenty here. <laughs> yeah, I'm plenty here. I'm talking about UK. It's a bit different to yeah. that. Yeah. But, you know, I, I've, been in, I've been driven around Road Atlanta 
in an Audi R8 by Mr. John Hindhoff himself, and I was very impressed. I got driven around in a hire car by John Hindhoff in Kuwait, and I were you was impressed? scared. I, I was scared. I was scared. Well, I think we were driven down a mountain in Italy by him once, <laughs> which is pretty scary. But you know, I thought he was uh, was um, John. D Famously, of course, took part in the Cota 24 Hours in that Aston Martin uh, team, complete with the world's most famous baker. As the Vortex heads into pit lane. Have uh, we got someone in the pit lane? That's the Vortex, just come out down oh, yeah. there, and he adds to slow down. 40 kilometres an hour in the pits here, 20 kilometres an hour in the refuelling area. We've had a couple of time penalties for people um, exceeding well, the, the uh, 20 kilometres an hour in that, the fuel barrier. That's walking pace. It is indeed, because you've got people walking across there. As um, you can see, there's nobody, uh, the pit crew, the only guy in a fire suit in the pit lane yeah. is the driver. Everybody else is in shorts because it's Dubai. Yeah. Um, but... They pit, because they pit, uh, they fuel at the end of pit lane. Um, they have crew down there. They have two crew down there uh, to refuel the cars in all the fireproof gear. I don't like wearing shorts in the pits, whatever, because I've been whacked by a wheel a couple of times. You know, that's come off a car. Can you get in the way when yes. you're pit reporting? Uh, or do you try not? Do you try and use your experience to position yourself so you don't get in the way? But you know. I'd rather wear a pair of trousers if that's going to happen. Lionel but I, I, see, I see people, mechanics, in Formula One in the pit lane um, in shorts. Indeed. Short, yeah. And certainly uh, famous pits reporter Ted Kravitz. I don't think he wears anything he, else. He, he does. Lionel Lambrouche getting out of the 701. Uh, it does say the new Vortex yes, on the front. exactly. The new Vortex. Now, they, um, as we found out in Abu Dhabi, they have sold two of these cars. Nick Damon yeah. had a good chat with them. And uh, they've sold two of these cars, so uh, they're really working on this. Um, the 70, uh, the 1.0, that's about 100 kilos heavy and doesn't have any carbon fibre, unlike this one, which is all carbon fibre. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, it had, a, it had a sort of space frame chassis. It, it I think. There was bits of carbon light, but this is all carbon. This is all carbon and 100 kilos lighter than the uh, previous version. And a little bit more horsepower, I believe, as well. And uh, setting the uh, field in, uh, you know, leading the field, sorry, in the GTX category has done um, all the way through. And, uh, yeah, ah, qualified on pole for the GTXs and 24th start position on the grid. Yes. Yeah, just very quick there. The Vortex, just the first sign of a, a, any Ooh. hint of trouble of that car, this generation of that car, just um, it didn't want to restart. Um, driver, uh, ingoing driver, uh, well, was trying to outgo the pits, obviously, uh, very calm. And uh, one of the mechanics went off and just grabbed a, a battery pack and was here ready with it. But he just went through, turned it all off and reset it. It just did restart. But just, just for a moment there, it's the first, first little chink of something that we've not seen that car so far so let's hope uh, just keep an eye on that make a log of it and hope it doesn't uh, doesn't recur become a recurring well, yeah theme, you ever tried to push start a v8 chevrolet motor <laughs> it's not you need a lot of people down there yeah they come from montpellier that team down there, a little village it's called Pezzales, just near Montpellier. We had six exhaust pipes glowing in the oh, air. Yeah, we had a yeah. shot of them coming down towards turn 13. Well, <laughs> we talked a little bit about turbos, but memory in my brain standing at uh, Le Mans at... Um, uh, which corner was it? Doesn't matter which corner it was. Um, and seeing Porsche 935s in their day going down the road. It was Arnage. Standing oh, at Arnage, and then it, you used to be able to get right on, you know, 
when you were filming, get right on the, by the armco, uh, as, and as they turned right and started to go down, and you could see the not only the the two turbos at the back, uh, it reflected on the on the actual <laughs> track surface. It looked oh, mega, that's lovely to watch. absolutely mega. So. Just now, Christopher Arthur has come into the fuel now in the Easterland Racing Team car, yep. and I suspect the well, other. The and so is, yes, everybody's in. Except Alleman's yeah, in the pits, but he hasn't got there yet. So it'd be very interesting to see now who they put in that car. Benji Gothard. Uh, well, I think if you see his name and it's still in the fueling, it means I haven't changed drivers. Well. He's still in the car, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, I've just got oh, to I don't know where it clicks. I don't know where it trips. I don't yeah. know where the, t uh, the timing line is. Yeah. Um, but we'll see well, if that trips. Well, it, the notification line to um, that the driver has to change it inside the car yes. um, for the driver ID. And if they don't do that, there are penalties to be applied. You have so many laps to get that done yeah. because it uh, confuses the, the race logic system. Which is outstanding, by the way. Oh, it is yeah. indeed. Uh, we get so much information from that. Um, and old, the teams do as well. So uh, uh, people like Paul Truswell at um, uh, Redant Racing can uh, uh, do his calculations. Um, uh, he's... And uh, there's Herbert, the 91, getting a 10-second penalty oh. for the more track limits. Um, so that's, uh. that, that's the lead car. Um, next time that they come in, they'll have to serve that penalty. And uh, that's uh, we've had some penalties rescinded as well. So yeah. every now and then we've got a 10-second penal penalty, and then um, the uh, race control will look at it. We've got a massive team here um, uh, this uh, weekend uh, in race control, and uh, they'll look at penalties because they're called in by judges of fact. Yeah. And uh, then they'll have a look at it on the closed-circuit TV cameras, which we don't see, and uh, see if it was a track limits infringement or not. And uh, then they have the flexibility to rescind that penalty. Now, I see into the 54 car, which has dropped to third place now, um, is Simon Riker, yep. who is the son of the, the founder, Peter Riker. Their first season last year, and they, they won the... The Spanish run GT Open Series, which is one level behind SRO, really, yeah. I suppose. Um, and uh, they, under some appeal, they lost that the other day. Oh, really? Just the other day, I forgot. It, it was one of those things to be hanging around in the courts for ages. And it, it, I don't think it was what they did. It's what somebody else did was rescinded, which jumped them up uh, and, and made their capital. I should check who actually it was. But, um, yeah, it's... Uh, They've done an outstanding job as uh, Peter Reich, and his son's had a lot to do with the way that this has been put together, and uh, with the chief mechanic uh, Sebastian Hoffman, who's a is an ace ace spanner man there. Mika Panna just had a big moment in the SRT yeah, Audi yeah, at turn yeah. four, just lost the back end, coming up on the back of uh, some slower cars, and boy, um, he had uh, a little bit of a tank slapper going on there. It's not where you want to lose the back end of an Audi around four. That's um, flat out in fourth gear through there. And uh, the back end, he's just come out of the pits, which means um, the rear tyres may not have been quite up to temperature, as uh, the temperature is slowly yep. decreasing uh, here. Oh, and we've had a change in uh, 992 class. Uh, Eva Broikers is into the lead now. So uh, I suggest a bit of strong strategy going on from Paul Truswell there. <laughs> you think? Um, <laughs> Just see the, the, the Herbert car 
is shown still in the lead. Is in the pits now. Has been in, in the refueling. His pit stop is 3:40, so coming up to four minutes. Daniel Allerman in the Herbert Motorsport car yeah. in the fuel bay at the moment. So we don't know if he is actually in the car now because we're not exactly. sure where it does trip. But uh... Century Motor Sport, uh, Nathan Freak's team, BMW, is still hovering there in the top ten. Um, Carl Cavers in it at the moment. Yeah, it's getting uh, just having a look at the temperature at the moment. 27.8 degrees. It will drop. The humidity down to 38%. The main thing is the wind speeds drop below 10 kilometres yeah. an hour now, and the flags uh, are just fluttering down on the in, in, uh, infield. And uh, we had a te peak temperature of 29.1 at 3 o'clock this afternoon. That's when the track was greasy. Yeah. We're due to go down to around about 18.9 degrees, or 17.4 degrees at around about 4. 3, 4 a.m. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow morning. So, Herbert to put uh, Alfred Renau in the car. Ah. Just a rather strange fact. So, the team, of course, was founded by Alfred Herbert. Yes. Who sadly died, or running the team died in a car crash. His son is Alfred Renau because the twins, for some reason, it might be a German thing, took the mother's name rather than the father's. I don't know. I, th I believe that happens in Greek, uh, Greece it's, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes in places like Portugal they, and Spain, they tend to add the mother's name as well and have a hyphen, don't they? But anyway, that that so um, that is very much a family team. And uh, down there in uh, in Bavaria, so I think we might see a bit of action. It's, it's so tight, you see. They've made their fuel stop and. That car, which was leading, has, has dropped out to ninth place. You know, it's, 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 uh, it's you not as if anybody's running away with this one. No, well, you have a look at um, car 54 in fifth position at the moment. They've done eight stops. Yes. Okay, so what we're seeing here is a little bit of tactical play going on. Yeah. Under code 60, you can only take it. When you've got a long code 60, you can only yeah. take 25%. You come in a couple of times uh, to do it. Um, but then that, that elongates your next stint as long as you've got the tyres underneath yeah. you to do it. And that's the key thing. And talking about tyres, at the beginning of this season, in, uh, um, uh, Hankook have uh, introduced the new slick compound, the C54H. Ah. We were on the C52 compound previously. Now, I talked to Joe Lewis um, from CP Racing in Kuwait after they were the, really the first people to get out there and try Joe Foster. Joe Foster, yeah. sorry. Joe Foster. Joe Lewis is in, uh, used to be a spanner on Bentleys. All right. Um, Joe Foster uh, in uh, uh, Kuwait, uh, sorry Joe, and he said great tyre, really, really um, even performance across its tyre life, um, great work from the people at, at Creventic. Now that is for the GT3, uh, GTX and 992 categories only at this moment. Um, if they don't like that tyre, they can still run on the older C52, but they have to tell Hancock that so they know what to bring. GT4 and TCR still running on the C52 compound. The tyre size for GT4 four cars has changed to open now ah. uh, okay but the rim size
guys must stay the same as homologation. Okay, so yeah. you get a little bit of leeway in there. When we're talking about um, the tyre size, uh, you know, when you look at the, the GT4 BMW and the Toyota Supra, they are 100 kilos difference. So if you want a bit yeah. more tyre on that uh, heavier BMW, you can yeah. do that by running a slightly wider slip. So, uh, yeah, interesting stuff from Hancock. Always developing, always at the forefront. And uh, as we can see here this weekend, I can see a big, huge pile of tyres outside <laughs> yeah. the tent down in the pit ladies we overlook it from the grandstand and uh, uh, already a massive amount of tyres have gone through and thank you once again uh, now, to Hancock for supporting this 24 hour series. Great, great Korean company they run the racing operation for Germany mainly I believe but we've got people cycling we've got lots of people about to make a pit stop and when that's cycled through oh, yeah. um, then we'll have the East End number racing team Audi 54 will be in the lead is currently shown in fourth place. Yes. And in uh, second will be the Herbert Motorsport uh, car, now with Alfred Renau in it. And then I think then we'll probably have the car collection. I don't, oh, no, that's still in there. That might cycle down a bit further. But yeah. it's, um, it's very definitely, at the moment, a battle between East Talent and uh, uh, also with... Uh, the team from Bavaria, as I said, Herbert Motorsport. Yeah, I think the cars that have just pitted the, Gots, uh, the Get Speed and the Herbert car, they're, on yeah. the, they're going to be winding up and they're going to yeah. head towards the top again, as yeah, you Yeah, the, get, the Get Speed, we've got it on camera right now. Yeah. Looks terrific in the red. Did, was shown at the top of the pile briefly. Now it's the... Uh, <laughs> it's flaring Nick, the camera because of yeah, those red LED yeah. lights. Oh, now we've got the number 21... Uh, Mika Panu, who I, I Googled and couldn't find anything about, actually. And it's pretty unusual. So maybe when he's got out of the car, um, Snowy will get down there and try and find out who the guy is. I get a bit disconcerted when I Google people. Uh, uh, racing driver, can't find well, them. Yeah, maybe you can... Uh, I might have been on the wrong side, of course. But, yeah. Yeah, but it, you know, it's, it's not all over the internet. Maybe if you pay Google enough, they'll hide your name for you. Uh, well, why would you want to have it hide? There to Herbert, Carlo. I'm not in, putting any doubts on uh, uh, Mickey Panna's uh, credibility. And, it, and it's spelled, it's M-I-I-K-A, and Mika is usually M-I-I-K-A. Yeah. They've got some great shots today. We've got some fantastic shots oh, of race out. Come on, all over the track. Oh, yeah. And that's the hotel behind with all its uh, stripy neon. Yeah, they've got a great uh, top um, deck on that hotel, which uh, a lot of people are watching the race from, enjoying the hospitality um, down there of the park in. Now, have we had another change in, uh, in 992? No, we've got Evo Broikers. The dad is uh, in the car at the moment. And in second place is Simon Bakain in the German Pro Sport Racing car. And that's an AM car, so that he leads that AM category of 992. And then we got Peter Gullenix uh, from Belgium in the Red Ant car. And then the fourth of those Porsches is Fahed Alzabi in the wrap down by uh, Paul Genzi uh, Porsche. Just uh, that sounds as if it might be from around these parts. Uh, the Rampadan car? Yes. Yes, it is indeed. 
and uh, the wrap down by Fulgenzi. It has a lineup of UAE drivers. Yes. Okay. Now they first came to Providence. Um, I think it was in 2022, and I uh, interviewed uh, Sayed Al Mahiri, one of the instructors here at the Biodrome, to tell me a little bit about the uh, Rabdan car. Yeah. Um, they're a great bunch of guys. Um, Saif El Amiri, uh, Salam Al Katbi, uh, Malal Al Mazuri, and uh, Fahad Al Zabay. They've got uh, Christopher Zokling as their pro. Yeah. Uh, but uh, these guys have been learning that 2022 is when they first came out of the blocks with the Rabdan car. Uh, it wasn't Rabdan by Fugenzi back then, but um, it was Rabdan. Um, they put it all together, based here, uh, they were based down at the Yas Marina circuit, and uh, doing a great job of getting these drivers. A lot of these drivers come out of the uh, TRD 86 Cup, which right. was run um, really? uh, by yeah. Yas Marina circuit. By, uh, well, that was a close one. Yeah. Just there. And uh, that was run by Phil Ellis down there at Yas Marina for many seasons. Some of those cars are still competing in the uh, Golf Pro Car Championship here that runs at the Yas Marina circuit and Dubai Autodrome. Um, but uh, they came out of that, uh, out of a GT86 into a 902 Cup car. Not easy, but uh, great coaching from... Um, uh, Sayonara Mihiri, he raced here um, and for many seasons in the Porsche Carrera Cup Middle East um, for uh, Skydive Dubai. Yeah. Uh, and so he knew his way around a Porsche alongside of um, Sheikh Hashar Al Maktoum. Um, and uh, they're a, a great team doing very, very well indeed. Look at this then. Uh, certainly the Herbert Motor Car is uh, pushing now. Alfred Renau, he just went up a, a place, overtook Cal Covers. Uh, a previous lap and now he's uh, got Martin Conrad now in the uh, car from Get Speed and well uh, side by side here we've got some great action and uh, Alfred Herbert down the inside makes that stick or does he because the Mercedes coming back at him but no the black and gold car just manages to put a car length between them flat six Porsche against a V8 Mercedes They've got a slower car they're coming up to lap. It's a, fun, a bit of uh, light flashing. Yeah, they have the flash button now, don't they, on the steering wheel? Because of the, the track now being under full lighting, yeah. we see a lot of these cars not running the corner uh, spotting lights anymore. Yeah. You, you used to have to do it here to, um, just to pick up the apex of the corner. Because turn three and four, you're heading up a hill and there is no reference points either side of you. The, the yeah. barriers yeah. are a long, long way back. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very scary part of the track. Now, with all the lighting there, we've seen some of the cars go, OK, we don't need these anymore. So some of them are just running their normal yeah. headlights. Yeah. And some of these LED headlights especially on the Porsche, are pretty amazing. Uh, we see the, the uh, KTM uh, running a few extra lights, a light bar in the centre and a couple of corner lights. I think it's more up to driver discretion yeah, uh, yeah. Of, of what they like. Um, the biggest issue with running lots of lights on the cars, these cars have rear vision mirrors as well. Yes. And it blinds you when it's coming, yes, coming yeah. up behind you. And you see a lot of the GT3 cars have a monitor inside the car rather than the rear vision mirrors because they have very little rear vision, especially like in the Lamborghini yeah. and, and in the 296 Ferrari. Um, oh. You can't see out the back. Yeah, I just love that shot of Dubai behind us, this vibrant city we have here in uh, the UAE. 
Yeah, look, with lights, I did quite a lot of rallying at the an international level years and long, long time ago. We spent a lot of time setting up the lights. Yes. But then it's very different. And if you're an escort mark too, and half the time it's <laughs> sideways anyway, you, you want the lights painted, pointing forwards, which means you've got them angled out quite a lot. And we spent a lot of time making sure that the lighting was, was good. Um, well, we've got Sven Muller now closing in on Panu in the Haas RT Audi. Two seconds 15, on that the gap's lap. 15 seconds at the moment. He's taking a couple of seconds, a lap off him. Having said that, Panu, a guy whose reputation I honestly don't know, um, is doing a fine job. Yes. And uh, Haas seem to have um, a way of picking these at these not so massively known drivers, but they're, they're good. Very good indeed. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Very, very interesting ordinance at Reed Haas. And um, the, the, the car's run for her by a guy called Chris Dodonka, who used to run the QSR team, that was the Belgian team that was in this. A lot of success in the, in the uh, Zolder race. Because, I mean, last year she had people like... Um, Fred Verfish in the yes. car, yeah, I presume came courtesy of Audi. Uh, yeah, indeed. Um, not here this weekend. I think he's in Daytona. Maybe in Daytona. Yes, yes, most definitely. Uh, so here we are, 18 and a half hours to go now. The race is but young, isn't it? It, it, it is. It's um, yet to evolve into its fullest. But nevertheless, I think you've got a decent look. You know, Shane Lewis has been doing a very good job. The CP Racing Mercedes uh, is now up into uh, sixth place. All those guys are over 50. Uh, some are a bit older than that, actually. Well, um, what, what happened? Charles actually turned 60, which yeah. means he went from a silver down to a bronze, which well, means... 55. He went, uh, 55. Yeah. He went from a silver down to the a bronze, bronze yeah. which then gave him AM yeah. status in this one. And there we go. Problem for the... the can they get that cast? That, oh. That's the Audi. Yeah. That's... Uh, that's, um, that, that's, that's, that's the Panu car. Yes. What was that? Oh, Snowy will get down there and, and sort that one out for us, yeah. I'm sure. So What's the, the uh, 21 Haas RT car just had a, a, a surprise problem in the pits there. Would it be maybe gear engagement that they had to rock the car down a yeah. bit? Yeah, or, or could it be the starter motor? Hey, well, we saw that on, uh, on the Vortex, as Snowy told yeah. us earlier on, that it may have an issue. We have a couple of uh, panel with the fuel bay. Darren Leung uh, out of fifth position. Century more motorsport in the fuel bay. Uh, Stephanie Cox also um, in, from 12th position in the 48 in the fuel bay. Remember, we've only yeah. got six pumps. So uh, timing your uh, everything right um, can be um, yeah. very beneficial. I um, uh, see Panu's gone into fuel. Yep. So uh, yeah, what his, was his, his stint was about 115. Yeah. 39 laps at the wheel. Best lap time of a 2.01.575 for that stint from the unknown driver. Sven Miller inherits the lead. And 
puts the Proton Huber Competition Porsche to the lead with 129 laps so far in the books. To break the record, we have to get somewhere over 600. Right? Yes. Johnny has it. Is it 600 exactly? No, it's, it's, oh, it's something it's over that. Is it? Yeah. Um, Alfa now a fastest man out there now. 201.15. He's closing on Shane Lewis. Um, four seconds a lap at the moment. So... Uh, it's going to take him a few laps to, to, to get by Shane. And that, how long has that car been out? Oh, they're, they're due a pit stop, I think, Shane Lewis, is the CP car. Running now with Sven Muller, Proton Huber team, one of the top German teams. As we get pit stop from the Audi what's the the 99 car so that is Alex Arkin Acker triple A triple A there you go And straight into the fuel bay. So we're going to have his fastest lap of the race, a 201.151 of the Herbert Motorsport yes. driver. Yeah. Obviously, the track is cooling down. We yep. saw this in free practice last night as yep. well. As soon as that track cools down, it gets a little bit more grippier. And, and uh, times start coming down. Yeah. And I suppose all a bit of... I mean, all a bit of a factor of how much sand is, is over. It's really cleared a bit, hasn't it, I think. Uh, Go ahead, Zoe. 99 attempt to racing Audi. It's Alkin uh, Akers just got out of the car. It's a, a Ricardo fella that's got in and taken down to the fuel. Thank bay. you very much for that, mate. Are you so going to find Mr. Uh, Acker? I'm sure Slowy will. He will. Yeah. He finds everybody. This is a huge change from when we used to race back in uh, 2000. Uh, it was t uh, we were talking yesterday of the Australian that won this race, uh, Tony Quinn. It was 2008, not 2009. My apologies to the Quinn family. His son, Clark, was on that one as well. Um, yeah, it, it, it was... Back in those days, we had such a disparity of cars um, with Mitsubishi Mirages and uh, for the Donut King guys who used to come across from Australia, lots of Clio Cup cars, the the first generation of TCRs, um, and a lot less of the GT... Well, we didn't have GT4 back then, so a lot less of the more GT3 cars. Um, it's, it's amazing how it's evolved into where we are now. Yeah. Where, uh, you know, we've got 40-plus GT Tech. We've got the 921 going slowly again. Snowy, what have you got for us from a tempto? Ah, oh, no less than the uh, outgoing driver, Alex. Uh, a little chat with us about the... Good job of helping out the Audi there. Sorry, again? Say again? Just, how, how did you find the stint? Ah, it was, was tough. It was tough. A lot of cars on track. Uh, yeah, it got dark, uh, but it's quite bright, so this, is, this has changed from, from last year. But yeah, it has been a good stint, I would say. Uh, car is good. We're cruising, I would say. It's a lot of traffic out there. But yeah, I think everything is quite, quite clean from what I know, and uh, I think we shouldn't be too worried from, from now on. 
you just mentioned about the, the difference in the lighting there, because the lighting is obviously new for this year. How much of a difference does that make to you? Well, I, I, pretty much, I was lucky that I uh, went out and did the sit before, but otherwise I, I, wasn't, I wasn't expecting it to be that bright. But uh, yeah, it, it helps a lot uh, in order to like see the faster and the slower cars uh, from a different perspective and quite, quite clearly. And uh, yeah, so I think it's it also like uh, beneficial. It's uh, it's quite beneficial uh, in terms of uh, in terms of safety, I would say. Okay. So it's, it's really helpful with traffic, not so much lap time, but about traffic. Sorry. It's really the lighting's really helpful with traffic rather than just lap time. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, just it's basically just because of traffic. Uh, lap time, I think, yeah, your eyes get uh, get used to the to the darkness quite fast. So yeah, I think this is it. Alex, I'll let you get that water now. Thank you very much so for your time. Thank we you. saw the 971 go slowly. Salome Al-Kedabi Al 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 on his outlap at the moment in the wrap-down by Fulgenzi car. And uh, just keeping an eye on him back into... It looks like he's back into the pits. Just came out of the pits in the 971. He was on his outlap as well. Is there an issue with that car? The 921, sorry, my apologies. It's the 921 that has the issue. And that's getting pushed back in to there. And that's the same, the Mulder Motorsport again. Brian Sicily at the wheel. It is the 921. That's the one that's had all of the electrical gremlins plaguing it all the way right from the very offset. And uh, it had an ignition issue that Chris reported down there earlier on. And they're back into the pits uh, again. And... Uh, how many visits is that to the pits for them? That eight visits now for the pits. And uh, really, um, uh, we're five and a half hours into this. And we've got the... Uh, it's, it's the Lotus that yes. stopped. Yep. And that's a, a dodgy place, that, I think. Yellow, Yellow flag. flag. Turn 12. So that's up the top, heading out of turn 11, up to turn turn 12 by the... Oh, I'm just having a look at the background He's on trying that. trying to restart it, isn't he? That's actually on the exit of turn 2, heading into turn 3. So that is a very dangerous position for that car. Overtaking happens on the outside of that from 2 to 3. As all the cars are taking avoiding action. The problem is no lights on on the car. It looks like it's got an electrical failure. This could be another one but, of those uh, code uh, sixes. Yeah, after it stopped, the lights were on. Yeah. And now, now the, the, the light was on the windscreen. I think uh, he's trying uh, to do position. control or delete. I think he is, yeah. But I think, I'm pretty sure that. Oh, now that, look, that lights, the, the, the positioning lights come on. I think this could be. Another code 60, couldn't it? I think race control are giving him a little bit of time to see if he can cycle it yeah, and get it, get it back going again. Because if they do a code 60, um, they've got to recover that. He's rolling uh, it's backwards. Not, yeah. Now, that's the no, brake lights that yeah. are on. So the brake lights on. Now, I think it's the headlight on now. Yes. It looks like so it. Might have fired it up again. Sometimes, you know, obviously, the, the, the more amateur drivers, something like that happens. They get very flustered and they stop, start hitting the wrong buttons. But... No, the headlights aren't on, are they? No, I think and it was now, just... Now it's all... It's in a really awkward position. And it's position. going back, and that's worth, yeah, they had to Code do Code 60. Now, we're going to have to recover that car. That shouldn't be too long. Um, he's right near what's called the island where the peanut circuit is, and there's recovery vehicles in there that should come out from the left-hand left -hand side of the circuit. Who's diving into the pits? Because people would have seen this. Yeah, yeah. They're watching the TV, as well as, as obviously 
all the stuff that's coming from race control, but even watching the TV can help you a lot to call this race. Oh, most definitely, yeah. yeah. And so uh, we've got uh, Florian Splendor coming in in the 50. Oh, he's got mobile. He's, he's got, got going. Mobile. Oh, well done. So presumably I'll just lose that code 60. Very, very quickly. Who's come into the pits um, to do that? We've got cars. Fedel uh, Fidel Aliab in the uh, uh, 936 KKMA Racing in the pits, fueling at the moment. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the, out of the lead group, it's Florian Spengler in the 50 Huber Motorsport, currently running fifth overall, leading GTM. And Alfred Renau and Martin Conrad have just come into pit lane from yeah. second and third position. And this could be ending very, very shortly. Has this caught them out? Because everybody was banking on a recovery. Yeah. No, we've got, uh, we've got some debris cleanup as well going on. So Race uh -huh. Direction have decided, OK, let's get rid of the uh, detrius. Uh which is over the circuit at the moment. But look at the marbles down there yeah. as well. And they're only going to get marbly-er. I'm not sure how to do that. But uh, the uh, 54 Easterland car didn't come in, did it? No, that uh, didn't. And Herbert did. So Renard Renard did. Renard. And uh, Conrad, the Conrad, uh, Martin Conrad and the Get Speed car, um, former class winner here, Martin, uh, he's in, he's taking on fuel, presumably. That's a, uh, he hasn't gone there yet. Renault has definitely gone for fuel. It's a Dante yeah. uh, Rapage at the NKPP by Best Coat and Racing down in 36th position. The, now looking at it, the highest we see the Century Motorsport BMW. Remembering BMW won this race uh, last year uh, with a car... Well, actually, a works car, wasn't it, last yeah. year? But this is a, a customer car. But, uh, Carl Cowers has got that up to fourth place, although he has now come in. And so all this is going to be enacted over the next four or five minutes, and then the race will get going again. I think what uh, Race Direction has done is actually used this to, to do a little bit of housekeeping, getting yes. the track cleaned up a little bit, getting the detrius um, prepared because all the cars are going at 60 kilometres an hour. And uh, you can't uh, serve penalties under the Code 60, and most of the cars can only take 25% fuel of their BOP maximum fueling under racing, not 25% uh, of their tank capacity, but uh, under their balance of performance of how much fuel that they can have, and that uh, gets change and also the fuel flow can be altered they have a special tag that they put yeah. up against the uh, the uh, thing and it tells you exactly what your capacity is and uh, what the fuel flow is they 25 percent under code 60 some of the 992 am uh, and gt3 here's an interesting cars. interesting shot look we're actually there on board are. going into the fuel now he's running uh, in the 992 category i see and there's a, there you go. just a pump like you'd fill your porsche up yep oh yeah so he can take 25% of his tank allocation, and he is in a 992 Cup car. And uh, so that will be around 95 litres is his maximum fill. And uh, the Creventic people run by Evo, of course, sitting in that car now, always listening to their customers, the teams. And I just noticed, we had a shot in the pits a moment ago, and we saw a mechanic wearing an armband. Yes. That's new for this year. Yes. Uh, the, the team said, the mechanic said, you know, wearing these bibs is a bit annoying because they're flapping around a bit. And uh, and so Eero and his group say, OK, well, then we'll just have armbands then. I know exactly. the press still wearing the 
There you go. Uh, 110, uh, 28 litres under code 60 allowed yep. uh, um, 110 maximum, but 80% fuel flow on that one. Um, but yeah, they, they decided that tabards can actually be dangerous because they can yeah, get caught they flap on around and yeah. They flap around and they come, come loose and it's very, very difficult. So um, they've done the, the armband thing, which all the teams like because when you wear something plastic in pit lane, yeah. there's always a risk around it. So uh, yeah. um, with it getting caught on something or getting they could get caught by the rear wing as they are doing more than racing uh, KTM comes in with its unique bonnet and a injured crew member yeah. uh, I haven't seen that before but they, do they have an issue inside there or they're just tightening the belts up on that car they're talking the left wheel up Arthur, Arthur uh, Twist is, yeah, was uh, in the uh, driver's seat of that one and uh, they're just re-hooking up the steering wheel. So it looks like they may have done a driver change down there. Snowy is right down there um, having a look at this car. And uh, Snowy, did they do a driver change at that one? I think he's having a little bit of trouble hearing me. Yeah. But it was Artur Twist who, who came in on that one. And uh, there we can see injured crewmen going that way. <laughs> Somebody going over the top that way. Oh. They're very, very athletic. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Snowy. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I wasn't sure the mic was actually working then for a minute. Um, yeah, I think they did do a driver change. We just, Seb and I just got up here there because we love the uh, the transformer <laughs> look of that car, as you say, with the, it's the yeah, canopy. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, the, the canopy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we use things like hood and don't you? So, yeah. Um, we'll Thank you very much later. for that. Yeah, it's a big smile. Yeah, I'll look forward to that. Um, I'll file that yeah. when I file well, everything gonna... else from you. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, I know where that goes. Yeah, the bin. Yeah, exactly. I've, I've got the same one. Um, yeah. um, I'm just going to try and find out what they were doing. Cause you're absolutely right. Andrew spotted it whilst they were talking up the wheels on that car. They were working in the in the passengers of the footwell of it. Uh, so we'll just try and find out what was going on there. And I'll, I'll Indeed, come back to uh, you. We've got some work going on uh, on the Lotus in the pit lane as well after that little incident it had. The uh, lights are off. The blinker is on. That's been on for about four hours. Uh, but it's uh, just basically telling it the cars to pass on that side. Um, but uh, a little bit of work going on on that right-hand side. Stuart Hall has now got in the Dragon Racing Ferrari. Whoops, so we know there it's we go. go quickly. And Snowy, your mate, Jack Barlow... Um, is in the Century Motorsport BMW. Um, we'd love to talk to him up to fourth place. I mean, obviously, some of these people are cycling through, but that car is starting to come strong, I think, from Nathan Freak's Century Motorsport team. And I think Jack's got had done too much racing recently. I, I know you were involved with him when he was racing in, in Formula 4. He, he very nearly won the British Championship well, about six or seven years ago and then went to Australia. And uh, obviously uh, showing he's still got plenty of talent, uh, Jack Barlow. Indeed. Andrew, yeah. I can just jump in about uh, Jack Barlow. Yeah, I do, I do know him well because we nearly, we nearly sponsored him through a team we ran a, a few years ago. Uh, and actually, Jack reminded me uh, it was oh. 10 years yeah. ago. And he's had nine years out of racing. And don't spoil it. Have a guess. This is for Phil because Andrew knows already. So don't jump in, Andrew. Have a guess, Phil, how old he is now, having had nine years out of racing, and he nearly won the Formula 4 championship in Britain in 2014. He will be... Don't Google it. It's not a promise. Don't Google it. hands in the air. Yeah, yeah. He can slow, he can do that. So, in nine years out of racing. 28. <laughs> Spot on. But he, was, he, he almost yeah. became a, a star of a different... No, no, no. Just don't, tell no, the story. Don't go there. Okay. Don't go... There. He, well, he... 
He didn't win the Formula 4 title in 2014. He was, uh, it was a four-way tie on the last round at Donington in 2014, and he, it, I think he ended up fourth, ironically, although mathematically, when he went into the weekend, yeah. he had a chance, but the first couple of races, not so good. That's how it goes, motor racing. I think he got a little bit sort of down about that and disappeared off to Australia, ostensibly for six months, ended up being two years. Uh, got himself buff and fit, I believe, yes. as a modern parlance, uh, and um, ended up on yes. Love Island. Now, the best bit is, though, this, this, is the, this is the actually crucial part of the interview I'm going to do with him. He was on Love Island for a matter of days and was never selected. So that's why he had to come back to racing. So come on, that's what, that's what mates do. You highlight yeah. that. It's not that he went on there. He was never selected. Oh and I will interview uh, Slowey, a um, couple of people, when you get the time, would like you to go down to Century. Uh, we'd love to hear from Rihanna O'Meara Hunt to the... Uh, Australian girl, New Zealand girl, sorry, I should say, who uh, has been doing a good job uh, for them, but obviously won the award a, a year ago uh, from uh, Heart of Racing to find a new GT4 female driver. Well, funny enough, funny enough reading your mind there, I guess we're... Which, guess OK, well, that's very good. I mean, we'd also, Central, yes. we'd like to hear something from Dragon Racing and uh, probably also from the Broikers team, because obviously they're leading uh, 992 and Rick's at the wheel now. So why didn't you say Dragon Racing is... Well, well, and, and I know, and, you know, having been a pitch reporter for much of my life, because I am at Pit Lane Andy, or the, I'm at Commerce Andy this weekend, um, I know where it is, and it's to the far end. Yeah. Exactly. Phil, have a word um, with you. I'm still talking to you about that. I hope you've got... The, yeah. bit of, bit I, of I hope you've got a ticket going on, on, your, on your phone Tell you how much you've walked over the weekend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, about 20,000, mate. Yeah, right, so pop into the country yeah. and we'll come back to you both. Thank you very much. Snowy down in the pit lane, and uh, we've got uh, around about nine minutes that uh, code 60 was up for. We are back green flag racing again. Um, uh, Philip Hamprecht in the RPM Racing Porsche in uh, the 992 AM category in the fuel bay at the moment, and uh, Michael Simpson in the Toro Verde G GTX. That is uh, the Janetta G56, the V8, um, which just came in uh, running in that car in the uh, GT4 category, um, and uh, he just came in to get fuel as well, and that is their eighth pit stop for that team. Yeah, Sebastian Gorga, we just saw in that 96 car. Just stick it down the inside nicely. So Simon Riker, son of the founder of the new, or only a year old, Easter End racing team. I thought it was East Talent, Talent from the East, but it, it's apparently pronounced Easterland. Okay. That's uh, like, like Indolent almost. In, yes. Uh, and uh, what, what a good job they've been doing. Now, in the get speed car is Al Faisal Al Zubair, and uh, I'm going to lean on your local knowledge about him. So uh, that is in the number. The get speed, yeah. The get speed, the number uh, nine uh, car. Al Faisal Al Zubair. Yep. Al Faisal Al Zubair. Now, he is from this region, but he's not from the UAE. He's one of our Omani racing drivers. Oh, right, because okay. we've had good Omani racing drivers, haven't we? Yeah. We have indeed. And. Um, they, they don't have a full-time racetrack. They have a lot of karting over there. Um, but um, Al-Faisal uh, Al has been racing um, for probably five or six years here, if not longer. 
um, in various categories of car. You raced, you know, I think in the Porsche uh, GD uh, Carrera Cup Middle East. Um, uh, and he, he raced in the UK, you say, back yeah. in 2016. He was racing for Fortec in Formula 3. Yeah. So he's uh, had quite a lot of experience, um, but uh, for full-blown uh, track racing, rather than karting, here in the Yas Marina circuit have been his closest to, to get his fix. And uh, he, he was racing this past season in the Asian Le Mans series and uh, in the uh, GT uh, category. Got and, and I think he finished second overall, actually, in that, that section of the championship. And he also had a couple of wins in GT Open. So he's no mean peddler. No, he is not. Um, uh, and a lovely guy as well. Um, uh, been many years. Do I see something just out on the track there at the entrance to turn 14 about just sitting off the curb? It looked like a witch's hat or something oh, was on the not. road. Interesting. That was just on the uh, turn 14 on the insiders we were following that car there it looked like there was something on the track might have been a shadow could have been my very old eyes they're obviously not that reliable this year i'm sure they are no 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 getting very 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 worn and the dust doesn't help of course the 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 Ambani driver i was trying to think of is, is of course ahmed al-hathi ahmed al-hathi yes yeah and he's done a, a lot oh. in the wec and yes. aston martins and and, and been very very quick and a very good promotion for Oman Airways as well. I remember going to a big travel show quite recently um, in London, and there was the car right in the middle of the, uh, you know, visit Oman stand. Yes. Like, I like to see sponsorships working like that. Yeah. So now we've got flying laps now after that. Yes. Uh, and um, Simon Riker, 203.5. Alfred Renauer, 202. But... Uh, it's just cycling through, so I'm not quite sure. It's showing a, a, a lap difference. They can't be a lap apart, so we'll just wait for that to cycle through. A few cars getting penalties for speeding under code 60. The 961 Porsche right, getting 12 yeah. seconds. The 936 uh, getting 8 seconds. And the 931 getting 6-second penalties. Uh, they'll all have to, next pit stop, they'll all have to serve those in the sin bin, yes? Yes, they uh, will indeed. Yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, there are more penalties coming up. Unsafe relief release wow. from 9.03, 30 seconds for that one. And not respecting pit stop regulations for the 17. That's James Winslow in the MRS GT Racing Porsche, currently in uh, 18th position overall. And that's another 10-second penalty as well. So uh, the penalties are starting to clock up. You can serve multiple penalties at the same time. You're allowed to do that. Well, we're just talking about Al Faisal Al Zubair, and he is the fastest man out there at the moment because he did a two zero zero point six or something, and then he's just just banged in a two minute oh two point oh eight nine. Nice. So he's quicker than anybody around him. And just to see that that, that Jack Barlow, who we've been talking about, well, a, a, a century. Yes. Okay. Well, Jack's just put a two oh one oh one two in. He's really flying in fourth place. So let's hear more about it from Peter Snowden. I've got uh, uh, Central Motorsport uh, team principal with me, Nathan Freak, and just as uh, Andrew's handed over to me from the booth, he's just said that young Jack Barlow's put in a stonking lap, so you've uh, dragged him out of retirement, although at 28 years old, I'm not sure how he can be in retirement, nine years out there. Yeah, yeah, and he's a really good catch as well. Um, sorry. He's, uh, he's a really good catch as well, so um, Lewis and Carl knew him from uh, the Ferrari Challenge where he's coaching um, Faisal Al-Faisal. 
and um, the opportunity came up to get him in the car and he's just done a mega job so he's a proper bloke it's good to see him back again because like, we followed him in Formula Four days, uh, you know, ten years ago. It's just great to see him back in a in such a good car as well. Yeah, yeah, he certainly sees the opportunity. Um, he's a, he's a lovely bloke off the track and he does a great job in the car. So he's pleased to be out and we're pleased to have him out. Can we make sure he never gets this bit of VT though? Don't tell him that. Make sure he never gets that bit of VT. He knows that he said he was such a good bloke. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you got you got quite a selection of drivers in this weekend as well, Nathan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we always try and do this event as a preparation for uh, British GT. So we've got a couple of our GT pairings in. Um, obviously, Darren, who raced with us last year as well. Um, Sean Galeal, which is quite quite a cool uh, quite a cool person to have on board. Um, so it's the right mixture, but it's a it's a really nice dynamic within the team. You say preparation for British GT. Of course, you've, you've won you've won it as well. So. Um... What's, what's Darren's plans now, having won the British GT? Uh, might not be, me, me, might not be for me to say, um, but he's got some pretty exciting stuff in the pipeline, and, and we're a part of it, so um, I'm super happy about that. I've got to ask you about Rihanna as well. Yeah, yeah. So um, that was a little bit of a late, a late seat, Phil. Um, I know her manager quite well, Dave Badgwick, and um, the opportunity was there, so um, she's taken the seat, and she's really cool, actually. Um, obviously a lot for her to learn with not having done a race this long before and it's a new car but she's taken it in her stride and um, she's sort of become a bit of a team leader within the team so she's, she's, she's good but events like this you obviously want the best result but it's just a massive data gathering exercise isn't it yeah absolutely um, you know you're doing almost half a season's worth of racing in one night or one day um, there's a lot of data and it's just track time we're here to win we're here to get a good result but first and foremost we want the customers to have a good time get their drive time in and see the chequered flag. Nathan, I'm going to let you go back because you very kindly put your plate of hot food to one side to do this. So I hope we haven't spoiled your supper. And thank you for your time, Nathan. We'll see you. Good luck for the race. Excellent, Slowy. And of course, Nathan was uh, a top kart. He's a bit of a big lad, isn't he, for, for karting <laughs> in his day. and ran top karting teams. And then, they have dual engines for his He was a top in Formula Ford yep. and uh, won the British Championship. And then, of course, he ran Janetta's, and he's really built this century up. And now he's running with a, a top brand here and winning the British GT Championship and so on and running a, a fine car here, which might just be in with a shout at the end. Well, a lot of a lot of cars may be in there for the end. I think that early Code 60, that, um, the, that stretched on for over an hour and a half, changed a lot of people's strategies about how they will approach this yeah, race. Yeah. And uh, just where they were and how it all played out of whether they could get you know, get time it right. And it kept on extending and extending and extending, uh, taking nothing away from the brilliant track staff here who made that play, made that Armco look exactly like it was before it got yeah. hit, which was a brilliant job. Meanwhile, Barlow continues to be the fastest guy out there. Uh, so uh, hopefully, Slowy, I'm sure Slowy will, will snag him for us after uh, he finishes his stint, which um, well, he hasn't been out there that long, has he? Uh, Barlow, no, he's only sort of 14, 15 minutes into the stint, I think. But, uh, yeah, doing an outstanding job. It's uh, Stuart Hall in the 202s. And... Uh, Stewart is the second fastest driver on the track at the moment. But Simon Riker doing a fine job, not uh, that much experience setting up this 
new team with his father. And uh, Simon, 23 years old, comes from a place in Germany called Dernbach. And uh, obviously had the great season in the, the GT Open last year. He started in Renault Clio's, raced TCR in Germany and Italy as a, a teenager. And uh, in 19, I think it was four years, still a teenager, did the Dubai 24. So, uh, strong runner. Alfred Renau, one of the twin brothers there. He is doing 202.7. Turn out, still, still Barlow is, is, is the quickest. So we've just clicked over the six-hour mark, and uh, that is one-quarter race distance done here at Dubai 24-hour and uh, round three of the Middle East Trophy, uh, powered by Hancock for the 23-24 season. Boy, hasn't that gone quick? <laughs> it has, hasn't it? Yeah, well, there's some lovely shots of, of brakes going right on. Oh. I know we've said this before, but fantastic camera work here. Oh, brilliant stuff this yeah. weekend. They've taken it to another level this year. Yeah. They have with the drone and everything else. We're getting some amazing shots. So, yeah, very happy with that. I know you commentate on Formula One and obviously it's the absolute pinnacle of motor racing, but all the cars look the same. Well, uh, these days, they didn't. When, when I was doing Formula One regularly, uh, as I, I think I said to you when we were having a drink the other day, we had cars with six wheels. We had cars <laughs> with two chassis. We had all sorts of different shapes. We had all sorts of great air boxes sticking out. And, oh. you know, the world might have ten cars on the grid all look completely different. You knew immediately what they were. Yeah, and you Current could by their sound, actually. Yeah, and by their sound. You had flat 12 Ferraris. V12 mattress which split your ears open, V8 Cosworth throbbing away, and all sorts of, and plenty of others as well. And then later, of course, fantastic turbocharged BMWs pumping out what, 12 and 1300 horsepower. I think one of the problems is just go off a, a little tangent now is that those cars were designed by guys sitting at a drawing board with a pencil. Yes. And they came out with all sorts of different solutions. Now they're all driving at a computer, Adrian Newey apart. Of course. And they're using pretty similar software. And, oh, bingo, the computer, doesn't matter which team, it comes up with the same solution. Exactly. Which is... uh, and then it's, now it's all about how well you get the car related to what you do on the track related to what the wind tunnels told you. And how good your wind tunnel is. Well, this is what um, hurt Aston Martin. Their correlation from their data was yeah. incorrect to what the car was doing. So they had a, da a data correlation issue between what they were seeing on the simulator and what was happening on the track. Somebody yeah. put a one where there should have been a zero. Yeah. And that's why they went backward in, 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 in the mid-season. Uh, because that's... Uh, of, of those, and when you have the people on the likes of um, you know great McLaren designers of the era, um, yeah. Gordon Murray, Murray. Um, uh, I, I, I commentated on the famous fan car race. Oh, and there's a big story about that because it didn't go very smoothly actually. <laughs> and in fact, before the start, when I was doing the the intro, which was going into the ITV World of Sport uh, yep. program. Um, we were meant to be doing a piece on the fan car and the whole idea, it had a dustbin lid that fitted over the back <laughs> of the fan. And the idea was that on camera, I would pull the dustbin lid off and um, we would, hey, presto, there's this incredible fan. 
Um, Bernie vetoed that um, about an hour before we were supposed to record this piece. So we then, plan B was to do an interview with Mario Andretti uh, about the fan car, which he absolutely hated because he said it was peppering him with stones. And um, there were some technical difficulties between Sweden and London and the French cameraman who didn't speak Swedish or English. And basically it made a programme called It'll Be All Right on the Night. And it, and it was in the very first show. It was a famous blooper programme of me trying to interview Andretti but they stitched me up because I did interview him but they made it out as if the, the satellite time ran out oh which really? is a bit unfair let's have anyway, what is there happening it's on the internet you can google it Swedish Ooh. Grand Prix it, it's, it's a bit of fun actually is that break smoke or is there something worse going on no, I think that's somebody's just locked up going into it's there a little look oh uh, there he is with the TCR yeah and the 138 so, uh, just running a yeah. little bit deep in to there. That's uh, uh, Simpson, Simpson Motorsport. Motorsport. Yeah, Audi. We've got um, 138 is currently running. Uh, Kavi Jundu at the wheel at the moment. Oh, they, he's uh, an interesting character, yeah. Running, uh, leading the TCR category. Was it just a big lock-up? I think, I think it, was. it was. There's no smoke coming out of the back of the car now. So TCR category. Does he? Oh, he's got a... Uh, looks like... Uh, oh, it's puncher, right, yeah. Right front puncher. Yeah, he has. Pulling the, it's pulling the um, uh, the wheel surround there. The, the, slow down, slow down. Yeah. He won't know that, but it's, it's starting to tear apart um, the underside as he's got, trying to make his way back into the pits. And that may have been... Uh, the uh, brake lockup possibly a result of that puncher for the front right of the 138. Leading yeah, the class. Yeah, Cabby had been racing uh, last season a McLaren GT4 car in the British GT Championship, but he's from Birmingham and he's a, a king of the cardboard. He's a packaging. He, he runs a oh, company that does a lot that. of packaging, yes. Money in that. Yeah, there is. So, uh, he's won races in the series called the GT Cup being a an older McLaren yep. so he's, you know, he's got a bit of experience but this is a completely different car to, for him indeed and that tyre yeah. is now starting to delaminate oh, oh there you go, go. That, that really that, that, that it, went for the stars it was like like a launch from uh, Cape, Cape that was the, that's the right hand wheel arch that departed the car because we saw it flipping there as uh, the Toyota goes up the outside the Porsche and the Audi go up the inside. What you'll see now is there's not much left of the front right of that car. So tie now delaminating. It's starting to tear apart that right-hand side. It's a dirt, yeah. Here we go. Yeah. And you can see it there. It's all starting to kick off. And then the top of the wheel arch. Now, where, where is he on the track? Well, he's is just he... coming around turn 14 now. Oh, so he's, so he's yeah. only got one corner to yeah, go before yeah. he comes into pit lane. And there he is into pit lane now. And that right front flailing. That's left debris all around the circuit. And race control will have a look at that. Slowy, if you want to get the fumes of <laughs> flailing tyre up your nostrils, get down there, see him come in. Cavi the Cardboard King. Meanwhile, out on the track, Alfred Renau is working hard on uh, Simon Riker. But they are still, maybe I'm just looking at the timing straight at the wrong time, still showing a lap apart. <laughs> yes. Flapping it. It's the whole front end. You see, as, uh, as 
as you said quite rightly, Phil, is uh, this taking the whole front wing away. That's completely gone. I don't think there's any necessarily suspension down. You're going to keep out the way a little bit. But that car is yeah. completely and of course, destroyed. in that category also, um, they don't have central locking wheels, of course. <laughs> and yeah. out five wheel nuts, which have now just been kicked across the pit lane. Just all the inner wheel arch has gone as well. It's the front panel. Headlamp, headlamp's still intact. Well, I think they'll get the gaffer tape out for uh, this Exactly, going to be a gaffer tape special. That Snowy's getting right in there, look. He is getting, yeah. he's getting yeah. the Snowy. Yeah, he's getting the gaffer tape. Yeah, it's a Roman. You've got to get in there. You've got to get in there, boys. So we've got seven here as well. So this man, man at work here, so that's a men at work. There you go. You see, yeah, Aussie exactly. connection for you, Phil. Down under. You see? I think that needs stress setting that bit of gaffer tape there. I'm not sure that's doing enough holding that on. Um. <laughs> you like Nick putting the uh, clipboard and clipboard there and that, get the yeah. hand in the way. Well, I'm not sure that guy really wants you there, sticking the, key, the microphone up his nose. No, just break what it. Well, I didn't get quite that far, but yeah. you've got a better solution. Actually. Never mind the gaffer tape, just rip the bodywork off and get rid of it. Right, so now you've got the team boss in the way to the, where the wheel's yeah. going in. The air yeah, ducting, well, the brake ducting's still intact. Well, I'm not sure if the team boss would know much about that because he worked in Formula 3000 for years. <laughs> now, now, don't be like that. Turn to the right. So they're asking to put right-hand lock on so they can get turned to the air ducting. And uh, now this is what I like. This is proper motor racing now. Never cable mind gaffer tape. Oh. Cable ties. Cable ties. You and I said no, it in unison, Phil. There you go. Ducting. But well, that's a good point, actually. Does it need brake ducting when the wing's gone? It's got air-cooled brakes exactly. this side now anyway. Exactly. So it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. It's got a nice big one going out to the top of the... I think Seb's going to get the cam. It's got one tubing going in over the top around the back of the McPherson yeah. strut. It's got something to the caliper anyway. It's just one, the other one was to the front of the disc. So there's plenty of air getting in there. But it's what not that's going to do, Snowy, that tyre is very exposed and it's easy to trip over another car with a tyre um, sitting out there. Yeah, like exactly. a single seater. So they're going to have to be very careful if they have any sort of contact. Thank you, Seb, for the 360 spin. Uh, but but uh, they've got to have to be very careful with that because uh, that's something that can get caught up very quickly. They've also left the fuel for the door open on it as it went out. Yeah, oh, he's, he's gone, gone down, down there. Anyway. Thank you, Snowy, down in the pit lane. A little bit of work to do with that car. It was leading the TCR category at that, that stage. On fire at the moment, not literally, no, I mean, no, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, the Attempto car and Ricardo Feller as driving that now. And he is fastest out there right at the moment Ricardo Fella a very highly rated guy for uh, Tempto Racing uh, been uh, racing in the DTM recently finished third in the DTM last year yep obviously it's a GT3 DTM I covered years with the, the old V8 DTM which was proper was absolutely awesome but uh, yeah and uh, Fella 21 won the ADAC uh, GT Masters Series one of strongest GT series uh, in the world with two driver series of course uh, he won it with Christopher Mice uh, another the, the two the seven seven yes mate 
thanked uh, off air. I just thanked the mechanic that did all the work on the front right of that Audi and said, we weren't really sure. I said, thank you so much for your patience letting us put the mic in you, put our, our camera in there. I said, I need to put the microphone in front of you. And he said, oh, you should have done, mate. He said, I'd have loved it. Not a problem. He said, I can do that. <laughs> while I work. Good boy, good boy. Now, the 277 Janetta may be, be getting a call into the pits that only has one working headlight. Ah, and, yes. uh, yeah, the, that's, that's uh, the, Mark Griffith at the wheel of the CWS Engineering um, running TCX4. What I was going to say um, is that James K was chasing um, that uh, TCR. Now, they did have a driver change. Local driver, Nader Dezahu, has got into the, uh, into the 138. But James K, when they came into the pits, was only around about three minutes behind running second in TCR in the um, Audi RS LMS TCR. Um, that's a different to the Simpson Motorsport car 138. That's the DSG gearbox. And there's a ride height difference between those two cars to yeah. get balance of performance. Uh-huh. Now, things have been happening in the GTX category a bit further down Hello. the field because now uh, Kevin Woods is at the wheel of the, uh, the KTM. But it's all closed up. And Michael Simpson, who's the head of motor racing for Janetta, of course, a long-time driver and an outstanding talent too, uh, blonde Michael Simpson, he has put that Janetta up to second place. And now the Vortex, which has led the class all the way along, is now back to third. So they're like in 29th place and 31st place. And... Yeah, I'll just think... have a look at time. Michael Simpson did a 2.07, and um, the previous lap from... Yeah, so he's lapping the same sort of speed as the KTM, the resume car. They've got an extra pit stop over the um, Toro Verde car. Yes. Um, so yes. that may be part of that the reason might that be they've part dropped of it. back but it, a little but it, bit further. But definitely the GTX class is... Has closed up a bit. Yes, indeed, uh, and, it they, has. and the, the fact that the Janetta now has, has got onto our first page of timing yeah. as well, which it wasn't. Uh, and how do we say that? The, the, the KTM is making its pit stop now, and uh, maybe slowly get down there. We, we did see some nice shots in the pits already, didn't we? That, yeah, that indeed. Car. 277 has been ordered from race control to repair their headlights. Ah, right. Okay, so that that will be that car with Mark Griffith at the wheel coming into the pits very shortly. Headlight repair. Okay, just uh, be prepared for it. It... Apparently, it's going to rename the car sideways. See, I I can do bad jokes as well, Andrew. Don't forget your jacket. Doors over there. If you go. Choose a window. <laughs> Who else is uh, on it? I said uh, Jack Barlow. I mean, because I think it's cycled further down the field now. He's still doing very good times. So that car is still looking competitive, and of course, it's in the pro am class. But yep. the leading amateur is the, the Haas GT uh, machine. Uh, Torsten Kranz at the wheel at the moment. They lead the GT3 Am, and uh, and leading because leading uh, Pro Am is Alfred uh, Renau and Herbert because they're not in the they, they are in that Pro Am class. They've got two effectively non-professional drivers. Um, it, it's one of my bugbears. 
I'm not sure if all this system of grading is too complicated. For me, for me... No, what, I, what, this page here well, that I can yeah, barely read? Yeah. For me, there's two sorts of racing drivers. Them that are paid yeah. and them that pay to race. Them that are paid are pros, and I count... I count um, Working with like young drivers and, yes. uh, and, uh, and working in racing schools, and them not pay to drive. Oh, oh yeah, here we are. The plug had come out. Yeah, they sort of plug there it we out. Go. Well spotted. Let's take it. It's fixed ever, doesn't it? You bought it off and just. Was it yeah, just, just, yeah, just yeah, a yeah. connection? Just, yeah, yep. just a connection that came off, plugged it back in. You see, all come back. If anybody's got any spares, <laughs> Colin has, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. always. Yeah, so for me, there's two, two sorts of racing drivers. Yeah, we've got four different categories here, which, and some of them, well. You, you haven't made a comment, Phil? No, it, it, I'm just trying to work out why they do it this way, and I've had discussions uh, yeah. with them as well in regards to... Oh, yeah, it's all to try and encourage gentlemen drivers and yes, the, uh, to, into the sport. But if you went on my little simple system of having the blokes that are paid and the, po- uh, the blokes, blokes that, that pay, and the, that, that lot's pros and that lot's salmon. That's the way it is, because um, I go back far enough where none of that sort of stuff ever happened. Everybody was just the same. You know, we don't have any classes for, for this. But I, so, you know, I appreciate why they do it. But it I'm not it, sure. It, it, because this is really tied in with all of the balance of performances. Yeah. Okay, so this reflects on, with this balance of performance that I have in front of me, um, you, it can change your fuel status. Yeah. It can change oh, yeah, that, many uh, things. Uh, yeah. Many, many things that stop having expensive car. I mean, they've been refining this since I've been work, uh, doing Corvette yeah. since 2006 here, and it's been a, a, a reformation of what drivers are available on the market, what, who wants to come and go racing with Corvette yeah. series. Yeah. Oh, my comment wasn't aimed yeah. at Corvette, no, 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 by no, the no, way. No, no. It was aimed at racing generally, because yes. you know, they oh. didn't start this. It was started by the FAA. FIA. And I still don't know the difference between... Well, I do know the difference between a platinum and a gold, but it's pretty hard. It, it is, and, and uh, we, you know, we have, as we've already said, we've got a lot of gentlemen drivers in this category, over, over 60 Wait, years old. We've got, of course, a couple of ex-Formula 1 drivers exactly. in, in this race um, from from Russia who we haven't seen racing. Vitaly Petrov, you know, three seasons in Formula 1. They, they're in a Porsche. It's really been showing much, has it? Um and I think is it Alexandra Smolyar, he's a good young Russian fast kid, is in that and they're running in 10th place in the pro class uh, and uh, Sertakin in the other car, he did it, had a whole season with Williams of course yes. a, a 10 years ago as a number 2 and they've come back to racing here and uh, great, it's great a, to see them But um, it's a different thing because their skill level is yeah. measured against everybody else who's driving yeah. that car. Yeah. And that's where the difference is, is that you can have your gun driver, as we've seen with the Bleaker Mullins and, and yeah. all of that. Um, if you don't have the rest of the drivers at that level, the yeah. car's never going to be at the level of no. that one driver. Um, it's going to come back to that. And that's yeah. why I like the qualifying, the way they do it, where you have three drivers. Yeah. You actually get a better average of where that car realistically yeah. sits in the field. Incidentally, because of the way it's been cycling through, we haven't really seen what the lead is. No. Uh, but I did just spot it a moment ago, and it's about 117. Okay. It's not it's just the way the timing screens. Yeah. What, oh, it's 114 now. It's 74 seconds between them with um, 
Not uh, too much difference in the lap time. Uh, no, no, he's chiseling away at it, but it's like half a second here and half a second there. And a lot of that's traffic. Uh, yeah, and there's traffic. But uh, talking of Russian drivers, another talent, very talented Russian, Viktor Scheiter, is uh, up in fifth place in the uh, 83 Proton uh, now. I think he's uh, had some good single-seating success. Don't need to check that, but um... so I've got to give a big ups to Michael Simpson in the Toro Verde. Yeah. He's about two. I'm um, just looking at the GTX times at the moment. Two oh seven four nine six for him. For Arnold Gomez in the Vortex V8 two oh nine. So that's a two second difference there. Yeah. And then the KTM. Um, uh, well, it's just come out. It's just come out of the pits. But uh, that wasn't lapping quite in that in that bracket. Yeah. So uh, they've got that car into a nice window now. Yeah, when, when Lawrence Tomlinson tried to go LMP1 racing, it was eight or nine years ago now, isn't it? They built their own car. Um, Michael was, was the sort of lead driver and tester. That. He had runs a whole racing operation there at Janetta. And... Uh, uh, and... Uh, uh, one of the cars I really enjoyed standing out in front of our commentary box at the top level of the grandstand uh, as that uh, white and with the black um, uh, flashes down the side and the, uh, the, it just looked fantastic but the sound, yeah. it sounds fantastic. In the uh, 14 uh, Century Motorsport BMW now is Chris Salkeld, whose um, family in the food industry, and he's got a huge supporter who's one of the most famous chefs in Britain. And my name's Marriott, he's Harriet, Ainsley oh, Harriet. Yes. Ainsley comes to a lot of races and was going to come to this race until, but unfortunately the, the date changed when he couldn't make it. But uh, Chris, Chris does a good job in the British GT Championship, and Ainsley often turns up at those races, absolutely loves it. Nine six two, Ralph Popper uh, Lars at the wheel of the Fark Auto Tech uh, Porsche, currently leading the nine nine two category in sixteenth place overall, and uh, been in the car for just over an hour now, and uh, won't be too much longer before he has to make a stop. Yeah, we're seeing so seeing three cars on the lead lap now. Twenty seconds between. Uh, Second and third, but uh, yeah, Al Faisal Al Goubert doing a good job in Oman. Been, oh, been there rallying in the past. Lovely place. Lovely place. Yeah, Muscat is a nice city, isn't it? Muscat's lovely, and if you go down the coast, there's a place called Salala. Yeah. Uh, we go there when it's winter, uh, summer here in Dubai, and 50 degrees. Salala almost sits in the subtropics, and it's got greenery that runs right down to the sea, and it's about 15 degrees cooler than the 50 degrees we get here in Dubai. So it's a brilliant place to have a weekend away. Yeah, you yeah. can fly there uh, direct um, a, as well. Uh, stunning part of the world. And uh, they also have bagpipe players. Yes, they do. Which, <laughs> not why? what you expect, because <laughs> because they can, yes. I think, is the answer to that, Andrew. <laughs> oh, a good can. battle here. Look at this. You know, if, you, if you're sitting out in the, the grandstands here or even watching up from the hotel, you're seeing some terrific action, aren't you? Just the the thing that I'm noticing is that they're tending to stay off each other. Racing yeah. room is being granted yes. and appreciated. I mean, yeah. I don't... We've had very few incidents, haven't we? 50-odd cars out there. That's uh, respect. 
is what is going on. Mechanical incidents, and it looked like it was a, a it was a spin that caused the long uh, yeah. code 60 rather than uh, an actual accident because there was no action taken afterwards. We've had a couple of comings together, but it wasn't anything that's a, a showstopper. We lost both of the, the cars that would have uh, would have started on the front row, well, one of them yeah. did, and retired on lap 88, and that was the Sandlock Junior Racing Team. And uh, they, uh, from pole position on lap 88, power steering failure, and uh, that too, too long to fix, and they're going to start packing that car up. And then the Lopet Motorsport Lamborghini, they had oh. an issue with the fuel tank, and uh, that just uh, Gabriel uh, Rendon was due to start that. And uh, Chris had a word with him uh, a, uh, oh, probably a few hours ago now, probably five hours ago. They said, we have to take the engine and gearbox out of the car, so I don't think we're going to take any part of the no. race. And uh, unfortunate for those two cars that had the, the best view of, from the start line. No cars in front of them down into Turn 1, and only one of them was able to do it, but 88 laps was all that the Car 18, the Santalock Junior Racing Team, Audi, um, R8 LMS, that all that uh, it got done. Um, uh, <laughs> endurance racing can be a cruel mistress. Um, uh, and uh, it's just right place at right time. There's the 496. Which... Oh, oh, lovely. No, we'll come straight to you, Snowy. Go ahead, Snowy. Right, so just been a driver change of the, uh, the Bentley team down here. And... Um, Rob Huff's in the wheel of that car now, gone out there, which means that Max Lynn is out of the car, and we've got him right here with us. Max, you just made a great quote to me there about for your father's historic racing, that he felt like you were driving a GT40 at the end there. Yeah, we, um, with the way that the Code 60s landed, and we had a slight uh, engine sensor problem, I ended up double-stinted a set of tyres for two hours, which... Mm. Seemed a great idea at the time, but uh, about 15 minutes from the end, it wasn't such a great idea. I was just hanging on out there and trying to not spin and bring it back in for Huffy. I love how you got such a big smile on your face. It seemed like a good idea at the time. Yeah, it did. Um, it's hard not to have a smile on your face when you're out there driving a GT3 car. It's a pretty special event. Um, but yeah, it was it was a smart idea at the time, but in hindsight's a wonderful thing and we probably should have changed tires, but we've learned that now. And we're out there just we're fighting a few issues, but we're gonna keep on going around and uh, make it to the end because that's the that's the initial goal of this whole thing. And really importantly, are you making Huffy work hard and making making him coaching? Because otherwise he'll just sit around all day eating jelly babies. Huffy's absolutely working hard. We had a ABS failure in the initial stint, so not only did he take the start, we the aircon failed and the ABS failed. So Huffy's definitely working hard out there, and um, yeah, let's hope hope that he can uh, get back at it right now. I love, I'm going to ask a family question here, but how do your times compare to Dad? <laughs> um, I love the pause. Yeah. We're in, in, in historic cars, even we share cars all the time, but I think being a little bit younger and a little bit, a little bit careless, I'm a little bit faster in the aero and the slick stuff, but in historics, we're pretty... I should have said before you wanted that, who pays the bills? Who's faster? <laughs> He's faster. He's faster. Good man. Good man. <laughs> Max, thank you very, very much. We look forward to seeing you later. Enjoy your rest. Um... Yes, we've got two GT40s who raced them at the uh, Le Mans. Fantastic Le Mans Classic last year and, and had a good race. The, the dad's car is actually got, it's called Tessie because that's its okay. registration. It's T-E-S-1-E. Um, 
it's great to have the Bentley back. Um, we haven't seen yeah. it here for many years. The first GT3 um, that came here was from Lechner Racing. It was uh, Michael Wammermuller uh, testing oh, yeah. it here at the circuit um, for the late, great Walter Lechner. Um, and uh, it uh, did a couple of our uh, GT Series races. Uh, before it went back to Europe, um, without the uh, the big mufflers on it, which means it absolutely shook the yeah. grandstand as it went past that massive V8. So Stuart Hall is still in fourth place in the Dragon Racing 88, and uh, I think Snowy is going to grab Stuart when he's finished the stint and uh, suggest he comes up to the commentary box. He told me he knows the way. And he, does, got, he was up here last, uh, yeah, last year so, with, the, with uh, the ghosts. Well, it's easier now because we've got lots of signs to show you the way. <laughs> Thank you very much for that. Andrew Marriott, the sign master. Ah, there you are. They're doing, so, they're doing really well. They started 22nd on the grid. Yes. They yeah. are doing exceptionally well. They've, they've read the code 60s very well. Yeah. They've managed the, their time well. They've done a couple of uh, longer stints. And, uh, yeah, uh, never underestimate dragon racing. Michael Simpson just moved up another spot into 26th place, pulling away now uh, at the front of that GTX category. That will make Lawrence Tomlinson very happy indeed. Trying to build this... I mean, explained to us yesterday about trying to keep guard down to a decent budget. That can yes, be, you know. exactly. It shouldn't be too long before we see the Herbeth Motorsport car. They've been out no. for an hour and eight minutes now with Alfa Renault at the wheel. Been chiseling away, but the, yeah. the, the, the Eastern car has still got over a minute in hand. So and, it's one done, minute. and it's done one more pit stop as well. Yes. So I think that will balance out the, the next time that the 91 comes in to the pits. But I'm really impressed with Al Faisal yeah. Alzebaer. You know, he's been doing some terrific times. Well, he's, he's quicker than Simon Richard at the moment, and Simon's down in the fuel bay. Yeah. This is um, Albert Alfred Renau has gone to the top um, of the timesheets um, as the Excellent Racing Team is in the pits, now but, down in the fuel station. But, but the black and gold Herbert car will be in in probably 10 minutes, I, I suppose, I think so, about yeah. that, yes. They're running about... The stints user running about 1.15, is it? 1.15, yes. Yeah, yes. that's about it talking to a couple of teams yesterday about where they're thinking their tyre wear is going to be and, yeah. uh, you know, how they're going to manage it at, at night. We're, we're comfortably, for the lead pack, lead GT3s, they're all sitting in the 202-203 bracket at the moment. We were sitting in that bracket um, about 15 minutes after the start of the race because they all went into the 59s, the front four went into the 59 and then all of a sudden everybody's gone, OK, this isn't a sprint race. We need to, we need to hit our marks and remember what the, t the team managers are probably going, OK, find your position and just back off a little bit, OK? You, we've got to get our fuel mileage. We've got to get our tyre mileage. And so there may have been... Um, and then you throw a few Code 60s um, in there uh, as well, and uh, we've had four of those with a total time of 1 hour 38 minutes and 53 seconds, yeah. and that then absolutely plays havoc with their Excel spreadsheets on their strategy. <laughs> but uh, I'm talking analogue stuff here. When Paul Trustwell used to sit up here, um, uh, we, uh, I remember the first year that they came, uh, that um, uh, Radio Le Mans came to uh, do this race with Creventic, and I used to do the, the commentator with uh, Rene Dubois. Uh, oh, great guy, Rene. Uh, yeah. Hello, Rene, if you're listening. Uh, and um, 
we had some great fun in those days, but I came in here and then Paul was set up down in the far corner yeah. and he had his spreadsheets all spread out and he's ah. all, all done and the air conditioning in here used to be absolutely cold and, and I had no, I, we couldn't have any control on it. He used to have to bring his jacket in here, but um, working with him for those years um, but really got me interested in the data side of things, as you can see. I've got yeah. multiple screens in front of me um, because, uh, you know, it, it, for me, that's fun, but he was just, as John said, he's got the brain the size of a planet. Yeah. Yeah. 76, and then the lone McLaren out there. They had an early pit stop, took about 15 minutes yeah, well, out of their time. I'm not sure what that was no. about. Uh, but they've moved up into their seven, uh, 18th overall, running six in the GD3 Pro-Am at the moment. Philip Barron yeah. at the wheel. So he might be able to get down yeah. there and um, speak to uh, Jody Firth, who runs that operation for the owner, Joe Edge. Jody, good uh, LMP2 runner in his time and uh, running a good team there. And we've got some cars running with the rain lights on. That's the flashing light at the back of the car. Very, they're very, very bright LEDs because you're supposed to see them as they right. But when you're following closely behind, like a, a bumper's width behind, it's incredibly annoying. Yeah, just, uh, just going back to the McLaren, because Axel Jeffries is probably about to climb into that car yep. fairly soon. Axel won this race a couple of times. Well, he was in Ferrari last weekend. Yes. Uh, down at the S Marina circuit. Won the AM category down there. Lost the lead just because of they needed to pit right before the end as uh, the track went green after a code 60 and they got caught in the, pit, uh, in the pits, but they did win the AM category. Had a great team for Baron Motorsport down there last weekend. And uh, the erstwhile, uh, 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 quite a, a, a talented and uh, colourful lineup. Yeah. And uh, but uh, Axel, um, he obviously has competed overseas in the uh, the Lamborghini Trofeo series. I think he's been the champion, has he? Yes, he has. Yeah, I think so. And, uh, uh, he won it in seventeen. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So uh, he's done a lot of racing around the the world. He's uh, one of the lead instructors down at the Yas Marina circuit. Uh, and so, so uh, done a lot of laps around this circuit as well. That's all. Uh, used to fly the Rhodesian flag. I, can't, yes. I, sorry, I say I'm showing my age now, Hunters. Yeah, the Zimbabwean flag. Yes, he did. Right. I've only been there once. And that was, of course, some... Well, old, anyway, I'll tell you that story. Another yeah, day well. he, he's under Z, uh, ZWE, so he is, is under the Zimbabwean flag. Yeah, is that what they call a Zimboy. Running and, in the uh, as a semi-pro this weekend. Yeah, yeah. But he he also drives the um, the fleet of historic cars uh, run by Fred Trafettian, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah, he does. Well... If it's got wheels and a steering yeah. wheel, <laughs> as any racing driver will, uh, put me near it and I'll jump in it. And as you were talking with JT, <laughs> racing drivers always... Heindorf still brings his helmet to the... Yeah. To, and he's a commentator. <laughs> I can't, can't blame him. My helmet's um, in the car. Is that right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Always is, just in case. Uh, just in case somebody says we're going to the car track, which is right behind our grandstand. Yeah. So, uh, and very professional is too. You introduced me to the guy who runs it, didn't David you? Bright, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Um, bit of bit of a stir around with the 992 category because um, the 962 Fact Autotech car is now leading that 
from the 901 Pro Sport car. The, the 909 Rick Broikers uh, is back at the wheel of the Red Camel Jordans machine. He's dropped to third, but he's right behind the Pro Sport car. So we should see on track 901 and 9, 901 and 909 uh, in uh, combat. But I would have thought that Rick Broikers will find a way around Stephen Pallet. Well, they're about 10 minutes separated on stint time, so this battle can go on. And he's gone past him, actually, yeah. yeah. So this, this battle can go on. They say pitted only 10 minutes apart. Yeah. The, uh, there's a guy called Ralph Popolars. Yes. Uh, and he's just pitted, actually. So yeah. that's, that's why he went longer, so now he's going to drop behind them, which will... And uh, they'll put the Broikers car back in the lead of that category, yes. Rob Huffer's back in the Bentley. He can't Bentley. get enough of that car, can he? No. So all of the 992 um, Cup cars um, for their refueling, 110 litres maximum. Yeah. Uh, but um, the the 992 Royal cars, the Pro car, yeah, the Pro cars can only take 80% fuel flow. Um, the AM cars get 100% fuel flow. Okay, right. so when you put your thing over there, this is part of BOP as well. Um, they can they control that, so that adds extra time to their. Pit yeah, stop. so I suppose that adds what twenty percent or so. Yep, they're all uh, time wise. Yeah, and uh, it's quite clever, isn't it? It's a clever way of, of well, controlling it's, it. It's actually on the tag. You cannot yeah. do anything else. You put that tag over there. The tag will read what your balance of BOP is, yeah. and that's what you get. Yeah, um, but you don't have to have to sit there with a calculator and do anything else. Because one of the old-fashioned ways of doing this is, of course, bolting bits of lead into their car. Yes, so I never thought it was a particularly good idea. Uh, not for lead poisoning uh, side no. of things. But uh, the cars all have um, their um, homologation weight, and then they have their final race weight, which uh, Creventic um, put on for, like, if the GT3, pure GT3 cars, they lose five litres of fuel on their balance of performance from uh, their BOP fuel. Yeah. And they also get 30 kilos of ballast added to the car. Yeah, yeah. Um, when we get to the um, AM, the GT3 AM, they get an extra 15 litres over their um, balance of performance, and they, uh, you know, it, it, it just makes a, a difference there. That when we've seen in two races now, Pro-Am cars running the GT3 category. Yeah, yeah. Now, Yes, it's slightly different. One third of the race was under code 60, which means the pro yeah. cars didn't get to exact, uh, extract their strategy yes. to their fullest. Yes, yes. Um, so uh, code 60 can be a, a cruel way, says Stuart Hall, in the pits yeah. now um, from a Dragon Racing third position. And also I noticed that uh, Marcus Winklehock, the star man in the East Talent uh, rating team car, has climbed aboard that car and is the fastest man out Chilo there now. One, one, two, seven. Yeah, Seriously. and uh, you know, Marcus, um, we oh. see him occasionally in, in Creventic. He won the uh, 24 hours at Sebring. Yep. Uh, very good drive there. And uh, let's see if you can remember the quiz question I posed you about Marcus Winklehock uh, on Friday about being the only Formula One driver to have No uh, You've forgotten it only, for, only in person to ever have done only one Formula One race and actually led it and, Oh yeah, yes yeah, yeah. Sorry, you've been hitting me yeah, with well, so The problem is I hit you You hit that and you were reading your models um, screens and working out <laughs> a lot of stuff, clever stuff that I couldn't even handle um, 
Uh, Julian but, Hans has but, just done his quickest lap but, in the QMF HRT at 204.740, running fifth in AM. Yeah. Go, yeah sorry, sorry. But no, the way you know, because it, it, it's a big motor racing family. Yes, of course. And, uh, you know, um, Joe, smoking Joe Winkelhock, a British touring car champion, a, you know, a great uh, BMW driver in his ta- time. Uh, but but uh, Marcus, is, our father, was also a top driver. And uh, he's still quick as, as Marcus Winkle, I can tell you. Um, he's, won, he's won the Nürburgring 24 hours four times. And uh, he's, he's the son of Manfred Winkle. People along history will, 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 uh, in motor racer will remember uh, Marcus uh, Winklehock. Uh, not Marcus, I'm sorry. Um, what did I say? Uh, Manfred. Yeah, I mean, just just to just finish off with the yep. Winkle. So he's he's obviously won the, the Nurburgring uh, 24 hours, but he's finished um, second as well. So, and so he won it in 12, 14, and 17. And uh, I think he might have won it before that. And two or three times he's been second. And as I said, he also won the big Creventic race at Sebring. Uh, would it be great to go back there? The weather was actually terrible that, that year. So, the gap now at the front, Alfred Renau stayed in the car after the pit stop, but the get speed car is only 25 seconds behind. And, it, and Stuart Hall has just come in to take fuel. Yeah, he did a pit stop as well. He may not be in the car when uh, it clicks over, when it leaves. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, just looking down in uh, 36th position, young Jamie Day, uh, local carter here, has uh, moved on uh, into uh, the Porsche this weekend. Yes, go ahead, so. Yeah. Got the camera on the uh, the 278 uh, Genetta, CWS, and there's a... The, the car won't actually move on. Will now wouldn't move forward. They took it off the air jack. It was like the literally like the handbrake was stuck on. So it is on its way out now. So I'm very quick. Well, a little bit of, well, bit of drifting that, going that on. Been drifting the, all year, all weekend. Exactly. I'm going to grab. I'm going to grab Colin live. He thinks he can sit here and drink water. Come on, at least stand up me on camera. Do you remember that? Come on. Uh, hello. <laughs> what, was the, what was the issue that was back in again very quickly after the headlight and it wouldn't move away? Uh, different car. My, my, my headlamps are okay. That was the other car. Other car sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, Connie, can we just take you outside the garage because yeah. it breaks up here? So just Sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's what, just what we're doing. I'm just grabbing the Colin outside. Sorry about that, guys. He's, uh, he promises not to have vodka in the bottle, though. Yeah, it's hot out there. <laughs> I couldn't select any gears. I was jammed in gear. And trying to um, fiddle all the, the fuses and everything. Because uh, in the last couple of days, we've had the fuses coming loose. So I push them all in, and it fires and goes. And it seemed to be all right, but then it cut out again, just jamming the gears to come in to change the uh, um, air valve system on it. What you need to do is get yourself a good sponsor, like a, like a car dismantler. Then you could have a load of spares, couldn't you? Yeah, we've got plenty of spares, but, uh, you know, it's time to put some more new stuff on it, I think. Because uh, it's been away for so long, the humidity is getting inside all the valves. So... You know, when you do this late in the race and you really need to strip it and rebuild it quite consistently. So it's funny because we talked about the dust and all that earlier. We hadn't really thought about the humidity and how it affects the running of a car. 
Yeah, so really, we're going to say the results of doing three events away. You're going to have to come out for like a month to be able to do all the maintenance work you need to do. We're taking a chance and running it as it is, but uh, fingers crossed we'll get it to the end. I'm sure you will. Colin, thank you as ever for your insight. Thank you, Colin. Thumbs up from him. So, yeah, running in third place now. There's got quite a lot of Russian drivers here interested to see. Uh, Victor Shekar. Um, he's been very much part of that SMP racing uh, story over the years and very good results. I mean, he had a, was a class winner in 2015 at Le Mans in a Ferrari. It was a 458 model then. And then the following year, he was uh, third in the LMP2 car that um, SMP the bank and oil group had built remember they built their own smp2 car and he's running with petrov then and he subsequently um raced the following year with mikhail alashin who raced a lot in indy and with with Serkin, oh, yes. with guy certain is racing here they didn't have such a good run that year but you know, he's seen the podium at lamar has a shater and there he is putting in some uh, pretty good times in the proton huber competition uh, Porsche. Jordan Groger has got got into oh, the 88. So. Oh, no lights. Oh, no what? lights. No. Oh, there they go. There they yeah, go. Yeah. What's happening? Is that the one with a, a door on it? And there, he's running out of track. That's the 88. That's Jordan Groger. Right. just got into that car. It's just come out of the pits. And that's the 88 of Dragon Racing. And, well, that's uh, a disaster for them. So uh, they were doing so well. Hopefully, he can get that issue sorted. Running under the UAE license here this weekend. Been part of the Dragon Stable since they kicked off after yeah. Leon uh, Price employed him to, and da- for the steel business. That met his mum and dad on the grid, and uh, he's going to be racing Monaco Historic back in the Arrows that he raced. Oh, was it the last one or the one before, one before four, four years ago? And it was mega quick in that car. was uh, indeed. And uh, I don't think he'd done the Monaco Grand Prix before. And some of the regulars in that class, people like Stuart Hall, weren't quite sure. Well, Stuart probably not, but a lot of the others were. Who's this bloke? <laughs> Let's have a chat with Stuart Hall, who is yeah. down there with Snowy. Stewie, I just got to ask you, first thing, how did you, how did you draw garage number 12, the last one in the pit lane? Uh, Dragon special. Dragon special. Car's coming in, car's coming in. Yeah, Dragon special. Um, you know, they're the locals. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, so it's new to the refueling bit for you anyway, but you just said to me, you think you've got a bit of a problem with the car? Back, the batch come in behind us right now. Yeah, we're just about to come in. I think we've got a some form of charging problem. Oh. Oh, mate. I think uh, maybe we could leave them for the moment. Stuart is very much involved in the running of that car. Yeah, it's what it is. So I think we're going to come into the box now. I think we've got some form of charging problem. The, the voltage was low as Geordie left the pit lane. Um, Stuart, I'll let, you, I'll let you go on with this now, mate. Come, we'll come back I'm to you in a minute. I'm going to come worries. to the commentary box when he's got a, a bit more And that's time. what we don't like to see. Dragon Racing based here at the Dubai Autodrome. That's their pit garage where they always work out. That car number 12, uh, garage number 12, and uh, their headquarters is just at the back of the pits um, at Dragon Racing International. An absolute heartbreak for Stewie Hall. Jordan Groger got in the car, and all of a sudden, the electronics started to play up. This is a brand-new 296. This is its first outing yeah. for Dragon Racing. They're going to uh, partake in the Asian Le Mans series, which is here next weekend. I mean, so, I mean it's 
quite new than 296, but it it's is. a proven car, one that no big green well, car. 24 hour on its and, first outing. Uh, yeah, and because uh, the engine is the same engine as in the prototype that won Le Mans. It is the same motor. Um, so the get speed Mercedes, Al Faisal, Al Zubair. Oh, go on, go on there, Stewie. I tried to be pedantic. The, uh, the 296, when it won the 24-hour last year, nobody, it wasn't its first outing. It was the first outing for that car yes, in yes. the 24-hour. But they've done yes. NLS already uh, with Klaus Ablum's team. Uh, and it's, you're right, the architecture is the same in the block in the, um, the Montcalm, but it's only oh, it's just, the cylinder really? block. Yeah. It's the same. Yeah. That's all it is. That's, yeah. that's all it is. It's actually a very, yeah, very well, different car prototype in the engine, NMHD yeah, car. Uh, there, there is some... Oh, we got some great track action, actually. <laughs> so we got three cars side by side. Yeah, thanks for that update. No apologies for uh, simplifying a, a complicated situation. Exactly. Hey, I just want to give a shout-out to uh, one of the drivers here that I used to um, uh, commentate on karting here, Jamie Day. Um, uh, he, uh, his father, Kevin Day, runs XL Racing here. They're running the F4 UAE Championship, based here at Dubai Autodrome. And uh, he is out there in the 929 um, HRT performance. Now, um, I just had a bit of a follow-up with him, and uh, thanks to Alex Anavas with all the updates. He's also racing in the Aston Martin GT4 program in the UK, right. as well as the SRO uh, GT4 European Series. So he's moved up from karting. He's, that's still get, uh, jumps in the carts every now and then because he was very competitive in uh, the DD2 category the, uh, and the shift carts um, but uh, yeah, a great, great uh, family of racing there and it's great to see Jamie moving up and uh, getting some experience for his first running in the 24 hour here at Dubai Excellent and I see now into the uh, number 9 get speed car is their hot Oh, just wait for that to go. Oh, yeah. Well, you probably, that, was the, yeah. that was the Herbeth Motorsport 91 Porsche. What I'm going to get to do is we can't get a we can't get a sound connection as far inside the garage of number uh, number 12 garage. But I'm going to get Seb if he can just to go in and just film the back of this port this uh, Porsche. That's for Herbeth. The back of the Ferrari because you were saying. Phil yesterday how beautifully made the how they constructed and designed for, for working on. I'm going to see if Seb can actually get to just go in and just take a little bit of view of the yeah. back of the car and you'll see as they're working on the alternator now with that charging system. They're anticipating on this car going out clearly because they're clearing all the cleaning, yep. all the screens side and front uh, as well and Seb's just going to pop in now for us I can't go in yeah, really because okay. we lose connection but you should be able to get the footage there now of how, look how that car is constructed, or more to the point, deconstructed. Look at the whole clip, rear yeah. end comes off. As you were saying, yeah, Phil, it it's is. like an yeah. LMP car. It's just, it's just so beautifully thought out. And I was talking to David Pittard quite a lot last year at the 24 hour, pre and post. And uh, I'll tell you his post bit in a minute. Um, and he was just saying, what well, A, it's just a piece of kit, it's just extraordinarily designed and so well thought out. Uh, and when they won the 24-hour, I did send him a message just congratulating him, reminding him that he was still our favourite because he came to the comedy box and all that kind of stuff. And please tell us it was a good after-race party. Now, as you can imagine with Klaus Avalon, there was a party. And he did admit to going into Klaus Avalon's bar in town, and the whole team stood, the drivers all stood on the table and drank, sorry, sang a uh, We Are The Champions <laughs> rendition of that, having had a certain amount of rose water to drink, I believe. Um, but the best bit was, in the, in the message then, was 
And then following that, Klaus flew us all to Ibiza on his <laughs> private jet to continue the party till oh, Wednesday. Dear. Now, that's rock and roll. When you win the 24-hour, that's yeah. what you want to be treated. Never mind a trophy. That's what you want, to Unbelievable stuff. Thank you very much, Zoe, yeah. down there. And you saw the rear clip there, how the exhaust pipes connect together to the rear clip. You saw the header pipes coming out just at that cross brace of the, of the chassis. And then on the rear clip, that, those, uh, that just goes over the top of them. It sleeves them. Um, it's just brilliant engineering from Ferrari. An absolute next-level car in uh, the uh, GD3 championships around the world. Herbert are in the pits now, fueling. Winkhock is second and may go into the lead. And uh, Haas, our T-car, 21, Torsten Kranz is third. Richard Feller is fourth. And the Gatsby cars just got back a bit uh, with Fabian Schiller. Not sure what that's about. Not sure either. Have a, you know, say, I'm sorry, CP Racing have a very strong run, you know, at the moment. Yeah. Darren uh, Law now at the wheel. Darren, former winner of the Daytona 24. And uh, as I said, now a team, team owner, um, but hasn't raced for three years. Last time he raced was in this, in this team. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he's, he's doing a really great job out there, is Darren Law. That car's running in eighth place. And Peter Cox is up to 10th. We okay. a former factory BMW driver 20 years ago. You know, raced, uh, raced those lovely long-tail um, uh, McLarens. And... Uh, oh. It was interesting that um, uh, the, uh, uh, the the Janetta was having the issues again. Um, it had issues down at Yas as well with gearbox selection. Uh, gear selection uh, caused them quite a bit of um, uh, problems, maybe, and that's a six-hour race. Um, I don't understand how the humidity is, and because these things usually run in the rain in the UK, yeah, don't yeah. they? Yeah, what have we got on board with Peter Cox? There we go. That's nice, isn't it? Um, just making yeah. his way around turn 14. You can see the rise up to turn 15 yeah. now. 59-year-old from Eindhoven. And uh, oh, a terrific history. You know, in 1989, 1989, he was a Formula Opal champion. I had hair on a waist yeah, back then. Uh, he ran in Formula 3. He was a good runner in, in 3,000. He, he did take part in 13 Le Mans. And uh, lots of success in sports car racing particularly with with a uh, uh, team and uh, also ran the british touring car championship um european touring car championship was second back in 2000 for honda and terrific bloke peter actually um, so he's obviously the salokin by cox racing i'm not quite sure what salokin is it's not a local sponsor is it no Salican, it's no. definitely not a local must sponsor. be something dutch So we just had, so Robert Renau is now former GT Masters champion, former Porsche Cup winner. Robert Renau has taken over from his brother, who, and Robert is we expect to be the quickest guy in that car. But he hasn't really done a hot lap yet. His Winkle Hop is now top of the pile. 
So in the uh, in second place in the Haas is Torsten Kranz, who uh, was part of the team that gave uh, Haas their first uh, victory at Estoril um, last year in Kreventic. And uh, Ricardo Feller is up there. So now the top three is Winklehock, Torsten Kranz, Richard Feller. So it's Easterland, Haas. So Audi's one, two, and three now. So the Audi R8, well, Audi may not be supporting that program any longer, but their cars are still well sorted and ultra competitive. And uh, here, the Audi company has been using this race. So they've got a big hospitality suite yep. we saw. And um, look at that shot. Look at that fantastic drone shot. Well, well a, you know why we're having that shot, don't you? It's nearly 8 o'clock. Fireworks. Fireworks. The now, we've got a message up well, on the screen shortly to war warn all the drivers about the fireworks uh, just about to kick off. We're around about uh, three minutes away. I have been and seen a lot of fireworks display in, in my life. And the best ever was here at the launch of the circuit. Exactly. It was We had phenomenal. no regulations back then. No, 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 no. Hundred and sixty-five laps in the book. Marcus Winglehock leading the way of the Estelante racing team. Around about a lap clear of Torsten Cuts in the Haas RT Audi. Now sorry, twelve seconds ahead of Torsten Kratz as he comes across the line and completes his 165th lap. Marcus Winglehock leading the GT3 category. GT3 M is the Haas RT car. Yes, you can, Mr. Soden. Because he tank can. Of course. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, that's, that's, that's my interpretation. Uh, but I've just walked into the Moolah garage again and uh, gone from one extreme to the other from the 296. And I guess this is evolution for you. The 296 Ferrari, we just did that beautiful bit of footage with it. Just how easy it is, how designed it is to work on. They're having to change the coil packs, okay? Yeah. Now, we all know, or most of us don't know, if you're not familiar, it's a flat six-engine eye crankshaft yeah. in the middle. The cylinder's on the outside. It is flat. And, of course, it's a proper rear-engine car, not a mid-engine car yes. like the Ferrari. It's a rear-engine car. So you take the rear wheels off, and there's all the suspension work. You could just do it. You could almost work. You could have, you could have a party in there. There's so much room. Yeah? <laughs> I exaggerate. Seriously. I exaggerate for clarity. Until you need to change the coil packs. Oh. Because they're behind the chassis lane, yeah? With an access panel. But when the engine goes in, it has a heat shield over the top of the coil packs to protect them from the brake heat and all that, etc. Everything that's around there, quite naturally, yes? Yes. They are the easiest thing in the world to change on the bench, but not in situ. And the mechanic no. even just said to me, it would be easier, virtually quicker, to take the engine out to True. change the spot. Than fiddle around doing this one. I 
I, I totally agree with that, and I can empathise with the mechanics works there. I had a CL55 AMG Mercedes with 16 spark plugs Somebody's and 16, co- 16 coil pack. Hey, it was an old one, 2001, 2002. Pick them up here for peanuts. Um, but you had it in 1999. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, but, yeah, the coil packs on that were not easy to change at all. Uh, at all. So I do empathise as uh, we now take the full moon shot here at um, the Autodrome at Dubai and we're getting ready for the fireworks that was beautiful timing they were seeing it from the IV Capital drone cam that's what it looks like from the track. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the drivers are seeing at well, the moment. they're not distracted by... Well, they're normally not, but it's normally the smoke from the fireworks. Look, and you've got... still got the moon in the shot. Yeah, exactly. Brilliant. Brilliant stuff from our camera team here from 0221. Thank you so much for all of the support. Last weekend and this weekend, um, a lot of work for the, the crew. I told you Renault, Robert Renault was the quickest... He's just done a uh, of the of the, of the four at Herbert. Just done a two zero zero point oh two nine. Look, Seb's getting a touch, uh, oh, yeah. a chance to be arty now. Oh, yeah, arty oh, he's, stuff. He's really yeah, throwing he's it down. The, he's got the special filters on. Exactly. <laughs> oh dear. The terrible things to photograph, still, aren't they? Fireworks. Oh, they never. I, mean, I think some cameras have, have a special fireworks mode, but I can never get a decent shot. These are spectacular. Indeed. Uh, Dubai doesn't do anything by halves. No, absolutely. Never has. Look at the hotel down there. That's that's a, some great lighting on that. Just letting you enjoy these shots. And there's another beautiful piece of camera work. So, Winklehock continues to lead. And uh, Ricardo Feller has just moved up into second place in the attempt to racing Audi because Torsten Kranz has brought the Haas RT Audi R8 into the pits, the leader of the AM category. Robert Renau then will cycle up into third place and is still pushing hard. All his laps since he's gone out have been under 2.01 and uh, no one else is doing that. But uh, Fabian Schiller is going very strongly indeed in the get sprint car. It's just a tad slower than uh, Robert Renau. Uh, those who've seen the uh, two brothers t- together will know they are absolutely identical. And I'm the father of identical twins, so I know a little bit about this. But I went to speak to them today uh, before the start of the race, and so, and they usually some one's shaved a bit different to the other, or you know, got a bit more stubble. And uh, they look exactly the same. And I said to, how am I going to tell you this time? I, I'm not doing the pizza. 
And Robert says, ah, says, I've got a few more grey hairs than my uh, brother Alfred. <laughs> so that's the way to tell them. But uh, great, great kids. Well, not kids anymore, but uh, wonderful family and uh, terrific racers. And uh, absolutely one of the mainstays of this series, of course. As we go on board, uh, so is that Tracy Crone at the wheel at the moment? The, see the, or is it, just check out who is in that Porsche. Had a very good result at uh, the Nürburgring 24 hours this year. And uh, the 9 in their category, the 9-11 category. For a long time racing companion, Nicholas Jonsson, from Sweden originally. Fireworks done and dusted yeah. for the 19th time. Oh, it's Patrick Heisman now at the, uh, at the wheel. Patrick sometimes drives with the Tracy Crone team. Absolutely the man to beat for three or four years in the Porsche Super Cup. Uh, back in the day when I was commentating on that, there was always Patrick Heisman uh, who was usually at the front. And uh, Patrick's in his, his 50s these days. It was a long time ago. Obviously, the Porsche Super Cup has been going so long, and he's doing 207s. Just to, to recap, Rick Broikers, the, uh, the Red Camel Jordan's car, continues to lead the 992 category, and the Pro Sport Racing car, the 901 Stephen Palette at the wheel at the moment, is second, just 15 seconds behind. And, uh, in fact, uh, Palette doing a great job out there. He's lapping a little bit quicker than, than Broikers. Rob Huff down in the 203s in that Bentley, which has had all those braking problems. And in GTX, the Vortex has gone back into the lead of GTX. And um, the uh, Janetta has dropped back. Yeah, it's all on pitch stops. Yeah, it's all on pitch stops. So those three, those three very different and uh, very interesting cars swapping positions around. So a long way to go yet. A long way to go yet, around about 16 well, yeah. hours and 54 minutes. So what's a really good time in a 992? To, if you're doing 206 in one of those, you're going quickly, aren't you? Yeah, indeed. And I say well, that, and I say, quick, I say that for a reason, because your man Jamie Day, you just mentioned, is just done a 206. Excellent work. 494, so he is actually the quickest guy out in the 992 at the moment just scanning the times oh, no I see uh, it's second quickest the uh, FAC auto tech car well, we haven't mentioned very much 962 cars got Hoob Van Eindhoven in it and he's just a tad quicker than Jamie Day but then there's always traffic in a race like this that comes oh. into play I think it's just about, it's, it's the right number of cars. We've yeah. always had this discussion around here. Yeah. You can see the Code 60 sign on the dashboard. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. There you go, Code 6523. Yeah. Now, it does get a readout on their dashboard as well. Yeah. And they also, yeah. one of their dials will turn 60 with the cross across it. Well, that is analogue, isn't it? That, yes. it? Yeah. Um, so, and the Tempto Racing Audi, been very much in the mix here, is just in fuel at the moment and drop to fourth place and that century motorsport car is still in there you know lying fifth place younger 
Well, not so young now, as we heard from Chloe Jack Barley, doing an outstanding job. You can see all of the lights of Motor City, all of the restaurants behind. That's the Turn 1 Terrace yeah. um, area. I went, earlier on, I, um, I went walking down. There's lots yeah. of shops down there. Yep. Um, also, any sort of restaurant you could think of. Every restaurant. I finished up in a Japanese budget store. All the 921 What's happened to that? 9201. The yellow flag is out. One of the fuel pumps is also not working, apparently. That's, uh, that is the Mjolnir Motorsport car that's had electrical oh, issues yes, and they all week long. long. Well, all day long. He's at a stop, go, stop, go. I don't think they can get to the bottom of that uh, um, problem. And uh, one of our local drivers here, one of our F4 UAE stars, won the last two races down at the last Yasmarina circuit not uh, two weeks ago. Keanu Alazari is uh, driving that. He would have been, he hasn't been in the, I don't think yeah. he's been in the car as yet, but he he is the youngest driver ever to be uh, allowed. He's 16 years old, and he's a semi-pro. <laughs> Seriously, but he's had a great F4 season this year. His dad, um, Karim Alazari, multiple champion here at Dubai Auto, driving the GT series oh, that I we had that. here. Oh, what a shot. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. brilliant shots from the Sorry. drone. Sorry to uh, break in and just blown away by these shots. Yeah, yeah, stunning shots this year. Well done to 0221. Absolutely taking it to the next level for this 19th running of the 24 hours to buy. But uh, yeah, hopefully we can get Keanu in that car if they can get it back to the pits. That's the most important thing. They need to get it back to the pits. Uh, it, it was the reason for our first Code 60, I believe, um, back in the early part of this session. Um, um, it was... No, that was the Hassar T car that had the issue back back there. But they've always managed to get it back in around to the pits. But all of our big code 60s have been by um, GT cars. Yeah, that's out of the way, really, isn't it? Yeah. 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 But uh, they have got the hazard lights flashing. So, well, that's... Presumably they'll try and recover that car. Yes, they do. Say, well, we'll drive us into that, a... I can't... I'm just trying to work out where he is at the moment. I can't find him on the tracker. Yeah. Uh, turn seven, we have a yellow flag, which is over um, where... Um, Halfway round, really, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the cars are going quite quickly past him, so it's at turn seven, and on the right-hand side, so that's a little bit interesting. Um, the seven is the lead up the hill... Has he rotated around? He's got, um, he's got his lights flashing. I wonder if he's lost, uh, lost drive. I turn the lights off now. Now he's trying to fire it up, isn't he? He is. He's, he's trying to get it going. Yeah. So the flag's out at turn seven. Fuel pump number six is available again, so we're right. back to full full strength. Yeah, the um, race controller giving him a lot of time because there's there's action uh, plenty there. He's quite a way off the track. Now, that's on the Exodus Servant 7, almost at the entrance. Now, on the right-hand side, that's the yes. entrance to turn 8. Yes. To the Parabolica. So he's well off the racing surface. The oh, 88 no. off the track. Yes. 
But uh, he just did he just go back out again? He must have done. Yes. Uh, it, was that was that his out lap? Um, just trying to pick up where he is on the screen. He's lost a few laps. Code 60. We are under code 60 at the moment. So the, the Ferrari's way down the field now, isn't it, after that uh, problem? We've got the second page. Uh, yeah, I'm just going time. through that yeah. now. 88 has dropped down to 38th position. Right, Jordan yeah. Groger has stayed at the wheel. But uh, with this Code 60, that's actually going to give them a breather. Yeah. That's actually going to give them a breather. CP Racing into fuel with Darren Law. Straight away, 50% fuel for CP Racing, running an all-AM driver lineup in GD3 AM. So this is the opportunity for them to make up a little bit more... Um, time this shouldn't be a long code 60 because we can get a that the the porsche had four wheels attached to it yes. which means we can tow it back and it's we can use the cut through um about a quarter of the way down the back straight we have a cut through called the club link which brings you on to turn four um, turn 14 at the bottom of the speed bowl here and they can cut through there and then bring them into pit lane so this shouldn't be a very long recovery i believe that there'll be some uh, some work going on in regards to um, the, um, in regards to the, um, the the tow back, let's head down to uh, Peter Snowden down in the pits. Yeah, just, uh, thank you, Andrew, for the comments about uh, Jack Barlow. I'll go and Mickey take him in a minute. We've got a, we've got Darren Law who jumped out of fifth place. CP Racing. Uh, Mercedes, um, you're quite fond of 24-hour races, aren't you? I am. I actually have quite a few under my belt, you know, so uh, I haven't done one in a while. But it's... Ever, ever won any? What's that? Ever won any? I actually have. I've won one uh, overall, 24 hours of Daytona in 09. So I had to say that for you. Just give me the chance. One, just one that I've been trying all my life to get. See what we did there for you? <laughs> yeah. No, this it, actually this is a great opportunity, a lot of fun. Fun to get back in the car. I've been uh, busy running my own team, my own program for quite a while now, so... You've been, you've been out of the car a couple of years now, haven't you? And it was CP Racing last time you raced, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it actually was. CP Racing in uh, 24 Hours of Barcelona. So that was the last time I, I ran in, in 19. So what, what did you do to get match fit then? And when, when did you get the call? Um, they called me just a few weeks back, actually, um, once I was downgraded to bronze. They needed a bronze. So it worked in my favor. What was the answer phone message? Get down to the gym. <laughs> I stay fit. I, I work out all the time. Of course you do. How, how silly of me. Of course I do. So, yeah. No, I stay in shape. And we do a lot of testing. So I'm behind the wheel, just not racing. And, uh, I mean, fifth place in this, it's, it's a good position now with the CP car. It's good. You know, I mean, obviously we'd like to be higher, but... Uh, it just depends. You know, we were P2 a while back. It just depends on the, the ebb and flow of traffic and, and code 60s and yellows and traffic. So it, uh, we won't really know until the morning. It's a team effort and it's a long race. Very long race. Way too early to make any kind of call. And the camera's facing the wrong way, but over your shoulder, there's, there's the CP of CP Racing watching us. Look, there he is. Look, yes, there he is. There. Charles, you can't have a quick word. Come on. You're, 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 st you're standing over the shoulder there watching it. Was, I, I want to like make sure he's not saying anything. It's like being in the pen at F1, that was. You're just watching. I'm, I'm, I'm listening. I just want to make sure he's not saying anything to embarrass <laughs> us here. You know, he's, he's, he's only been with us, you know, in a couple of races. And so, you know, I want to make sure that he's on the CP page. Still on, still on probation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, he's great. He's got we a good CV, him. though, hasn't he? We love him. Yeah, it's great to have him with us. Charles, you were saying that you, you don't tend to do much of the driving at night these days now. You just do the daytime stuff. 
Well, that's kind of what I've gone to here here lately. You know, it's just uh, it's a little tough at night. Uh, you know, as the eyes get a little older and uh, slower, so pragmatic as ever. I can do it, but it's just not as much fun as it used to be. So. Well, as you've always said with your team, if it's not fun, then you're not doing it right. Ah, that's 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 what we're kind of about here. Yeah, we want to challenge, we want to race hard, but we want to enjoy what we're doing too. That's why we brought Darren in. Well, well done, great job, Darren, and we'll see you very shortly. I'm going to run down to Sentry, which is just next door, if we can, I think, without getting without getting run over, and see if I can catch uh, Jack Barlow. We've got to change a camera. We've got a new cameraman, Peter, coming with me. Uh, the Grove Mercedes, I don't want to get one over by. Just see if I can catch uh, uh, young Jack Barlow in here. Just bear with me, folks. In fact, I'll just throw back to you yeah, for a minute. Yeah, keep your mic live and uh, yeah. come down there. Oh, well well yeah, done, Slowly. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so Winklehock in the, the lead still, and the uh, Herbert car has now gone to fuel. Yep, so, and... Uh, uh, the obviously, because of the coat, they didn't need to, but they using the code 60, and... Uh, think uh, the get speed Mercedes doing the same uh, a lot of people coming in actually a lot of people well it won't be in. long because this uh, this car under tows we can see on the screen is entering pit lane now okay so yeah. maybe a race control will use this time also to do a little bit of track maintenance and track uh, getting everything clear now you see that the uh, that they tow them in off with the pit lane line not to block people coming in and they're waving the cars through uh, but so to make sure that oh and the the tow rope's broken off oh no the tow ropes come off Let's head down uh, to uh, Peter Snowden with uh, Jack Barlow. Now, Jack, I, we never thought this day would come because we were involved together 10 years ago and then you went off and did your own things and uh, a little bit of an Australia and came back. And uh, you said to me a couple of days ago you've had nine years out of racing, which I can't believe at the tender age of 28. But you've come back and you absolutely stellar stint. We always do you a good mate, but boy, have you, have you just proven your worth there. Yeah, thank you. Um, it's well. Firstly, it's great to be back, and uh, yeah, it's great to be with such an amazing team of Century Motorsport. Um, we've got a great lineup with myself, Carl, Lewis, and Jake. Um, obviously, myself, Carl, and uh, Lewis have been working together in the, the whole of the Middle East um, Creventic Championship this winter. Obviously, it's Jake's first time joining us. Um, he's no stranger to the 24-hour race. Um, he's he's done it before, but hey, it's great to be back. Hey, nine years. Um, I don't think you lose it, right? It's like riding a bike in some ways. Um, I mean, two days we, we missed out on testing and uh, we've been on the back foot from the word go. I mean, I only completed 10 laps going into the race. So, uh, it's uh, yeah, it's good to get the first stint under my belt and then hopefully we can recover from the mistakes we made early on in the race. You're an absolute pro in and out of the car, Jack. I know you well enough to know that look in your eye that you are loving this, aren't you? Yeah, mate. Look, I'm enjoying it. Um, I'm uh, loving being back racing. Um, it's a huge passion of mine. It's, uh, I believe I'm born to do this, like most would say. But, um, yeah, uh, just going to enjoy it while it lasts. Uh, hopefully there's more to come this year, maybe next year. But just enjoying race by race. Enjoy it, mate. You know where to be. Good to see you back where you belong. Good to see you. Well done, Jack. 30-lap stint for Jack Barlow in the... Uh, Century Motorsport running fourth in class in the BMW yeah, M4 GT3. Going very quickly indeed for guys. Not had much time in that car. Yep. Um, 
So Winklehock is now, all the top runners, everyone pretty well that's in the running has, has gone into the fuel yep. area. There's plenty of pumps there at the moment, look. Yep. Uh, so most of them will be back on well, the track. So we've got a, a little a, a reset pause here, haven't we, with this? So and we have uh, less than a minute before we go back green, so everything seems to be ah, done. Look, a pit board in the refueling. Excellent. Basco Racing. Now, what, I wonder what this has done to it. It'll just shake it up a little bit, I think. Well, um, Wiggle, Hot, Renau, Schiller, Plato and Borisov, our top five, are all on outlaps at the yeah. moment. So uh, that sort of uh, came in. They could only take 25% of the maximum fuel load. Joe Foster, on the other hand, could take 50%. Yeah. He's in the fuel bay now, running six in the CP racing car, car number 85. Also uh, leading in uh, Porsche 992, Red Camel, Jordan... Uh, Jordans, of course, have been relying on the three Brucas family uh, members, but now Fabian Dans, who, who they love and is their fourth yes. driver, has gone in the car. Uh, most of his experience really uh, has been in TCR cars. It's a great success in this series in TCR. And uh, so Dans is, is climbing into that car. But um, you know, the, the, they stayed at the top of that pile for a while. Now, what is happening? With GTX, so the Vortex is still in the lead. It's Vortex KTM Ginetta at the moment, but we know that's a fluid situation. Indeed, uh, and uh, the uh, the resume more than racing just on an outlap now. Daniel Drexel on at the wheel of uh, that car, the 714, about a lap behind the uh, Vortex 2.0. Uh, currently down in fuel at the moment, the 701 with Arno Gomez at the wheel. And uh, then the battle behind the, uh, Daniel Drexel, Freddie Tomlinson in that gorgeous uh, G56 Janetta. Um, we're just going to wait till he comes along. He's on an outlap as well. Um, they are just one position, 32nd behind the 31st place other GTX car. So that battle going on for second and third at the moment. Yeah, just going back to the, the Broikers family car. Um, so they got, got the, the Dutch family. Oh, and we got one out there. What's happening? Well, that's there? the entrance to pit lane on the right-hand side there. We've got a car that just went off to the left-hand side. Oh, that's going to be tricky. That is going to be very tricky. Just trying to see what car that is. We've got yellow flags down at turn it's not 15. Not speed, is it? Well, it's that uh, red car. You can see how close everybody's running. That The headlights are still on. Let me go to my tracker to see yeah. if I can see them there. Can I don't have them there? on my tracker at the moment. And it's a GT3 car. It's a... It's a uh, okay. 76. It's the McLaren again. again. Yeah. George Nackers at the wheel. Remember, they had a big, long pit stop a while um, early on in the race. And uh, the, 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 it looks like there's engine glow there. He's got the car going, and he's going oh, he's straight across the track into pit lane. There is an issue with that car, and he has uh, come straight across the circuit into pit lane rather than uh, damage anything else. He hits the 40-kilometre-an-hour board. But um, uh, uh, they were down in 26th position, running 8th in the uh, P, uh, Pro-Am category in that McLaren. They've been having a challenging yeah, day, haven't challenging, yeah. challenging right from the start of the race. Well, it's I been think, quite challenging. I think in, in qualifying, uh, they lost an engine as well, so they're on their second engine. So yep. Not a great weekend for them. You know, just going, going back to the, the Broikers family car, so, so you've got your, your Dutch team, but they're... Uh, uh, fourth driver comes from uh, 
Emmental in Switzerland. Oh. It's been a, it won the, uh, in 2019, it was the TCR champion uh, in this series, in a golf. And uh, won, also won the class, TCR class here at uh, the Dubai 24, when there was lots and lots of cars in it, of course. So it's a good runner, the Fabian Dans. So I'm sure he'll keep... It looked like they, the only, order they only changed one tyre on that. He may have had a puncher because they only changed oh, one yeah. tyre uh, from the, the stunning overhead drone shot. Uh, but Just on the far right of the corner, there you see the sticker that tells you yeah, how you much fuel. Yeah, we've been talking about that. We 105 litres and then the purple one underneath for code 60, 27 litres. So there's no making... Uh, you can't, can't get around that. It does look like they're new handcooks on all four corners. I may have it just does. seen them running back in with uh, just the last one as they drop it down off the uh, the jacks. George uh, George Nackis will take that on. Head down. Will he head down into the fuel? We'll keep an eye on that one. That's their eighth pit stop for this team. Got the Lotus coming out of the garage. The two two six. Um, they've been in the pits for a little while. Yeah, George is uh, from your part of the world. He's a, a Greek-Australian. There's lots of them. Yeah, yeah, there's lots of them. They, they call Melbourne a, a little Athens. Yeah, yeah. So the 226 is at a dry, um, uh, coming out with uh, Maurizio Capetti at the wheel. Uh, so at the sharp end, the uh, gap between uh, Marcus Winklehock in the lead in the Easterland uh, Racing Team Audi over Robert Renau in the Herbert Motorsport uh, Porsche is uh, just a tad under a minute and a half. So it's a, a decent lead. Fabian Schiller is in that get speed red Mercedes. Did you just see what Fabian Schiller did? He's done the fastest first sector of the race. Yes, so he had, yes. <laughs> well spotted, yeah. <laughs> wow. Two minute flat lap. Yeah. The best lap for that car is a 59.320. We did that right at the beginning of the race. But boy, he's got some pace. He's 19.4 seconds um, behind um, the Robert Renault in the Herbert Motorsport Porsche and currently running third in the GT3 category. And in fourth is Lewis Plato. Lewis, of course, uh, we interviewed before the start of the race. And uh, running in fourth. Um, I can hear a mic open down in pit lane. Let's head oh, down yeah. to Peter Snowden. Oh, I know, it's Chris. Chris. Hello, Good evening. Good evening, good afternoon, and good morning, wherever you're watching around the world. I'm actually here in the Rubdown Motorsport garage because they've just done a driver change. And, of course, the Rubdown Motorsport, if you don't know, is the local team here. I'll share a bit more information about that later on, but Salam Al-Ketbi, you've just got out of the car. You, you're sweating, but, of course, here you're representing the entire country on the biggest stage of endurance racing here in Dubai. How is it out there? It's uh, really challenging, but we had a good pace. The, track is, the traffic is uh, really bad. <laughs> And the track does have a lot of rubble, so we cannot go out of the lane to pass or something. It's hard a little bit, but it was a good, uh, good, good attempt. So, how does it feel being the local team here? The entire driver lineup, besides Christopher Zorchling, is from the UAE. We're proud of it, actually. With the help of Safe and our sponsor, we, could, we, if we, if we didn't have this help, we will, we cannot race in that one. 
because you know it's expensive sport and it does need a lot of support. So, safe build the team with us, with all the team, and we are really proud of it. It's great to see here. I'm, as a, a resident United Arab Emirates, I've been here for 28 years. I'm very proud to see you guys waving the flag with pride, and it's great to see. You. I'll let you get back. I'll let you cool down here because I know it's a quite intense stint there. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. By the way. For those of you watching at home who don't know much about the United Arab Emirates, the number 971 is the dialing code for the United Arab Emirates. I think that's a very fitting, fitting touch for the number on the side of the car. <laughs> Thank you very much, Chris Milmore. Welcome to the 24-hour series. Um, uh, great there. And uh, that was Salam El Kafi uh, having a chat with him. And uh, this team uh, really, really um, are just showing it. At the moment, um, just looking to where they are on the leaderboard in the 971 because if you do, um, Halal Al Missouri out there, currently they are in 27th position running in the AM category, 6 in category at this time. And uh, great to have those, uh, th this team here with uh, their ring-in semi-pro, uh, Christopher Zockling. Back down in uh, GTX, Daniel Drexel. I think he's probably the fastest guy in that Razoon car. He is back in it and leading the category now with Freddie Tomlinson son of Lawrence uh, he is right behind him just now a few seconds behind him 20, well, 20 seconds behind him and the vortex has dropped to third so those three swapping around nicely all the time and uh, the red camel Jordan Porsche continues to lead 992 ahead of uh, another well, Dutch squad actually Hub van Eindhoven that's German, driving for the Germans in fact auto tech team and then it's uh, Jalam Dumare in the pro sport racing is third. 177 laps have been completed by our lead, leader Marcus Winklehop and the Estelant Racing Team Audi in car 54. Uh, two, dropping into the 201s now, and 2018. Uh, the Robert Renault in the Herbert Motorsport car in uh, the, staying in the low 202s. Everybody will be driving to a plan and uh, just keeping an eye on a few cars. Uh, Sean Galel has just done his personal best, a 201.448 in the Century Motorsport BMW, running in the GT3 AM category, fourth in category at the moment. Wow, Sean, Indonesian driver, best part of 10 years, racing in Formula 3 and in, in Formula 2, but really found his feet. Moving into uh, LMP2, yeah. where he's had some terrific results in the WEC. Uh, Sean's, uh, Sean, I think it's the first time he competed in motorsport was as a co-driver to his father rallying, <laughs> oh, wow. and I think he was five years old. Oh, well, it's something goodness. crazy. It's nice to hear from Sean at some stage. We haven't spoken to him yet this weekend. So. I'm just going to give a shout out to Flint and Schering from yes. the Chevy uh, Racing by a Duo Motorsport 205-308. His quickest lap uh, of the night, currently running in the 992M category, 17th yep. class, 35th overall. Um, it's, it's cooling down. Well, we've been running for a little while. I yep. think it's time to have a little bit of a flashback. Let's have a little look back at what's been happening since we went racing here at 1 o'clock this afternoon certainly and a lot has happened it happened even more before the start because yes. we had a lamborghini couldn't make it we've had some uh, plenty of uh, cars stopping and being very effectively 
pulled back. We've had a big push from the Get Speed car. Lots of Porsche action. We've had Audis at one stage running one, two, three. We've had mechanics running around, of course. We've had our great drone shots. We've had punctures. Not surprising, there's always a few punctures at a race like this. We've had cars spinning off, of course. And flames. We've had flames. flames. <laughs> we had a good GTX battle going on. We've had drivers uh, getting real face time. Yes, indeed. And then the night came down, and the battle continued with the two German drivers now at the front. That particular car had all kinds of problems. The crews were giving us the thumbs up. The Certainly the uh, brakes were glowing red. Another bits of rubber flying everywhere. But really we've had very few incidents. We've had the moon and we've had an incredible fireworks display, of course. We had the dragon without lights. The dragon without lights. That Porsche stranded again. Flames flashing, and there are the fireworks which we so enjoyed. So, uh, lots of action, but a lot more to come here at the Dubai 24. Magic stuff happening, as you can see, at the hotel in the background with all of its LED lights. Uh, we used to be able to see up to the old management building, which doesn't exist anymore. That's yeah. been raised. Um, so um, lots of things happening in around this circuit uh, as uh, the uh, 9.21 back into the box again. Went down there and had a chat with them earlier on just to see um, what was the issue with the car. It was electrics, obviously. This is their eighth pit stop. But they've spent so much time in the, the, in the pits. And it's funny, they're uh, working on the front right of that car, which is, uh, do they have another issue that we don't know about? Or is there something in there? There's, it was a big spanner that went in there. <laughs> a big spanner. Uh, Nick would be happy with that. If he sees a crowbar and a ballplane hammer, well, all bets are off. As uh, the work continues on in the 921 garage, Mueller Motorsport, currently down in 51st position. Shout out perhaps now for the Attempto team. Now put Dylan Pereira in the car. I think this is maybe his first run, Dylan, uh, to joint nationality, uh, Luxembourg and Portuguese. Ex very successful sim racer who went on to be the champion of the Porsche Super Cup uh, two years ago. Well, he cut so, his teeth here with yeah. Walter Lechner in the, uh, Absolutely. the here. Yeah. He first came out here, I think 2015-16 yeah. that um, he was uh, in that um, car. He'd had four or five years in the Super Cup. So he'll know the track very well, won't he? Uh, he does indeed, yeah. Uh, uh, Alex Alakaka started that car, then uh, Sergei Titarenko went in there. Yeah. Uh, Andre Markovic uh, did a stint. Then Arkin got back in the car a little bit. Um, 
and uh, yeah, there's been quite a few um, from that, but I can't find his name on there, so maybe it is his first stint, but I'll just keep on looking. Um, I think on it is, yeah. And, uh, I mean, we're talking about Sean Galil in the century, guys. That's definitely his first stint. Yeah. And uh, if you get these... Uh, to the gap at the front is still it's just hanging in there at one one and a half minutes, isn't it? Between uh, the Audi Easterland car and the, the Herbert Motorsport, There's yeah, he not got, much change there. And, uh, and, and Schiller, and he's still good. Schiller has just gone under the two minutes. There we go, uh, fastest sector one of the whole race, and uh, Fabian Schiller is really throwing it around this. Dubai Autodrome really pushing the get speed car to its absolute limit. And it was, uh, yes, it was his first drive. Uh, Ricardo Feller just got out of the car, Dylan Pereira in. They've been saving him for the night time. Yeah. He knows this track so well. He's competed here for many years in uh, the uh, Porsche Carrera Cup Middle East. And. Uh, that is actually running this weekend at the Yas Marina circuit. <laughs> yeah. Talk about a motorsport yeah. overload. Both our circuits here oh, have been running for the last three weekends. Oh, wonder if you could do both races and go backwards and forwards up the road. It probably could. Yeah. I think they've got two races on this down yeah. there this weekend. You could do the race down there. It's only 105 kilometres, pit yeah. to pit. Um, he, uh, Dylan, he could get a helicopter. Um, and uh, be here, the helipad behind the medical centre. Well, for all we know, that's what he's doing. I suppose. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think he's racing in the local series, as you as no. you said. No. Um, he moved to the big show, moved the Porsche Super Cup. Yeah, yeah. Had the pleasure of being a steward for that, working with Peter Robertson's uh, chairman of stewards, String, uh, Steve Stringwell, for the years that that used to come out and support the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've never been involved in that side of the sport, being a steward. Um, quite challenging at times, I would think. It, it is, but you, um, I really enjoyed it uh, being an F4 steward because then you get to, you have these kids who come out of karting. They've never driven a car with suspension. You know, they've never driven with three pedals. Um, yeah. You know, and and um, you can actually guide them in, into making good decisions. Yeah. You, know, you don't have to... When you get up, you know, out of Formula 4 into F3 Regional or F3, they, the work has been done. But F4, you know, we have, have a lot of young, talented people. Um, if they know their way through the legalities of, you know, F4 is always yeah. going to have collisions because these kids bang wheels in carts, yeah. then they bang wheels in F4s and it's completely different. Um, and you've got to tell them why it is different. You've got to educate them and educate them. You know, they've all got team managers, you know, they've all got driver coaches. Yeah. They're all playing with their fitness instructors out there. Yeah. You know, this is supposed to be the, the budget form of um, single-seater racing, you call him, to Nicholas Tabasas. So, uh, yeah, very, very uh, different indeed. That was the iris on the camera just shutting down there. It wasn't the, light, the track lights going out. <laughs> so, uh, but, but as we're looking down uh, towards turn 16, there's a pit entry on your right-hand side. There's the park-in that overlooks there. There's a great uh, area up the top on the right-hand side. We've got a lot of people Pitch, up there. ATC people up there, can't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. and uh, they're having a fantastic view of the race, enjoying the fire. Oh, no, fair. I didn't realise the lights' colours changed. Change. So yes, they they giving us a, a light display there. It's fantastic. Yeah, they've asked not to do the magenta ones too often because it looks like Code 60. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, fantastic to have that venue 
right next to the track and uh, they help out a lot with a lot of the stuff that happens here at the Dubai Autodrome as we are in what is called Motor City. Uh, there is a huge residential complex behind us, including an indoor and outdoor car drone. Um, and sometimes they link them when we have our SWS endurance races here. Part of the SWS World Series that runs here. Um, all of the carts are SWS, obviously. Um, we've had people like you know, Fernando Alonso. He's got a cart that he keeps here, one of his FA uh, uh -huh, yeah. Alonso carts. Um, he used to live very close. He used to be ride his bicycle out on the cycle tracks that are purpose-built. They're not on yeah. the roads uh, around here. Um, we had, uh, during COVID, Pierre Gasly was here. And uh, so all the teams get together. Here, mate, you can have the car. They yeah. were keeping their fitness up. Yes. Okay, so yes. Pierre has been here. Um, uh, Fernando brought a whole team over to do the SWS 24-hour race um, as, as well. He's done that a few times here. Um, he has to get. He had to get special permission to yes. come, and, yeah. come and race, obviously, because he's a contracted driver. But uh, yeah, they enjoy their time out here and uh, very approachable. In the the pits, get well looked after. Yeah. And uh, it's great to have them here um, uh, putting the, the, their name on our motorsport uh, facilities. So uh, all very good. Fernando's got a fantastic place in Spain. He's known museum now with all his old Formula mm. One cars. And yeah. he's got his, his kart teams that run in the, um, uh, in the OK, to, uh, all the championships in, in Europe as well. Yeah. So he's building quite a heritage there, 42 years old, and uh, still showing other drivers how to do Absolutely, it. Absolutely, yes. When he was had that sojourn into the, the WEC, yes. I found him very, uh, very approachable, actually. Got some... Got a very good interview with him uh, when he won Le Mans, uh, second after the because he wasn't in the car when when it when yeah. it won. Just and he was he was excellent. Um, but I spoke to him over the years, of course. Uh, Marcus Winkelhock still just maintaining that 90-second lead. Schiller still uh, fastest man out there though, and uh, the Bentley has just come in. keeping an eye on Dragon Racing with that issue yeah. that they have. 29 minutes now they've been in the pits. It's not what Stewie Hall wanted. You can see the look on his face. Yeah, you could, couldn't you? Oh, he, he, was, he was gutted, absolutely gutted. I, I think you thought they had a really good shot at well, this this year. You know, they've been running in the top five for the last two hours. Yeah. And, I, and just to have that happen on a, on a car changeover when Jordan Grogan got yeah. into the car. And of course they've had huge success in GT4 here, haven't they? Well, they raced but, GT4 last weekend yeah. down at the Yas Marina Circuit, the AMG GT4. Um, unfortunately, they had a wheel bearing failure on that car, which caused a puncher. And yeah. then when the wheel bearing in a six-hour race, it's a lot of a lot of a lot of time to take on that. But uh, they're running here in the GT4 category. Um, back in the, they've run McLarens here. They've got, obviously with Dragon Racing. They started off with Ferraris, the 458 yeah. Ferraris, moved into the McLarens, uh, then back into the 488 McLarens. They they run a series here for Ferraris um, and uh, for Ferrari owners. Um, that uh, use all of the tracks in the region, right? Uh, Bar yeah, yeah. Bahrain, Kuwait, um, and, and Qatar, um, and uh, they do licensing so that uh, people can get their FIA licenses here and their local EMSO licenses. So they do the full bit. They do driver training. Um, they've got a fleet of vehicles yeah. that all live at uh, Dragon Racing International, um, just behind the pit complex here. So they're well set up to uh, support motorsport 
and also run championships and also run in these big events because Dragon Racing, as we said earlier on, with that uh, 296, we're going into the Asian Le Mans series, which is here next weekend. Yeah. Of course, there is a team in America called Dragon Speed, and yes, not, not to yes. be confused. Yeah, very uh, easy to confuse that. Yeah. Well, they're Dragon Speed because running at Daytona 24 uh, this weekend in uh, LMP2, I suppose. So it's uh, Audi, Porsche. Earlier, few, an hour ago, we had Audi, Audi, Audi at the top. Now we've got Audi, Porsche, Mercedes, BMW. Still that uh, Red Camel's Jordan Porsche heading uh, the 992 category from Hoob van Eindhoven and uh, and the 992 Am, it's the 901 uh, Pro Sport Racing Car, Pro Sport German team who for a long time used to run what is now CP Racing. Yes. They ran their, remember, Charlie and the boys, Espinal and so on, they ran Porsches for a long time in this series before they, they switched to Mercedes. Sean Lynn is back in the Bentley that he, he now owns. It's moving its way slowly back up, uh, currently 19th and uh, 6th in the GD3 Pro Am. Uh, and going with it is the Racing One oh, of Ferrari. Yes. It's now up to... Uh, 19th place, yeah, 6th yes. in uh, GT3 Pro-Am. Yeah, Sean is just on his outlap at the moment yeah. from from the pits and uh, just lost that position to Marco Pulsini in the Racing 1 Ferrari. Currently 16th overall in the GT3 category, Pro-Am in 6th as uh, they make their way back out. That... that, uh, that <laughs> Where you have um, both the 296s have had struck trouble, one with more contact than anything else, yes. and the other one with technical issues. Um, uh, 24 hour racing is, I mean, these guys have been driving around the circuit since Tuesday, okay, yeah. uh, getting a lot of miles on there. We've had uh, private practice sessions and uh, dragon practice days, and then we've only really had um, the first of the Corventic practices yesterday on Friday morning. So, but they've been putting a lot of miles on these cars, um, and, you know, with 90 minute sessions. So you can sort of get uh, where you are with your fuel load and, and start working things out as the track was rubbering in. Yeah, I was just going to ask, it rubbers in here quite a lot, does yeah, it? it does. Presumably you've got, then you've got the, the sand later. Uh, well, when, it, when you're not racing, I suppose there's action on this track almost every day. Well, so. the thing is, and um, we're just going to talk about tyre brands here. Now, um, what we found out was the F4 UAE and the F3 regional runner on the uh, the Gigi tyres, okay? Yeah. And the, uh, the Porsche Carrera Cup Middle East run on Michelin tyres. Right. Now, when we had these cars after the F4 race, the, the these Hankook tyres really gripped up to the Gigi tyre, what was left over. But they don't like the Michelin tyres. Right. Okay? Just, yeah. So that's why the track was very, very slippery, because the Porsches were here last weekend. Yes. Okay, so they'd laid down some different rubber. And so with the Yas 6-hour, 
we had the F4 and the F3 supporting that one. So the the, the, the teams, and I was talking to Craig Thompson, the head on honcho at uh, TTR Racing, running the Century Motorsport by TTR, um, um, uh, Toyota Supra this weekend, and he said it was really, really different how uh, what rubber is laid down on the circuit plays yeah. a part in your strategy of going, the car is really slippery. When I went and talked to them on Thursday, said, oh, the back end is all over the shop, you know. Yeah. When they were down at Yas, it was really tight the car um, so it, it was working nicely very nicely for everybody so yeah it's a it's a it's a, a very strange um, situation but we have so many championships in this region it uh, and what gets laid down on the track reacts differently to what the tire is on the car yeah yeah let's head down to uh, Chris uh, Milbourne down in the pit lane so I've got uh, Rob Huff with me here. He's uh, looking at uh, what Sean Lynn is currently doing on track. Rob, there's a great stint from you, and you're in the Bentley, which is the only one in the field. It'd be nice if we could have uh, a non-German manufacturer on the top step of the podium at the end of this one, but uh, <laughs> what are your thoughts about it so far? Yeah, I think that probably went out the window for us in the first 12 laps because we lost the ABS, but we've come up with a solution, and it's working. The car's back on the pace, which is brilliant. Just had a really good stint out there. Um, still really hot, but... Uh, the car ran faultlessly there. The setup's literally the best we've had all weekend. So during the night, the setup's definitely coming to us. And uh, yeah, really happy with, with how we're now going. It was a bit worried to have such a big problem. You know, when you lose the ABS, you, you drop two or three seconds a lap because, you know, you rely on the ABS in the GT3 car so much. But uh, it's back, it's working. We have one alarm, but uh, no failure. So. Yeah, pretty happy. I like how you said it's hot here. What's the temperature? It's about 25 degrees centigrade or something like that, right? About 60 in the car. 60 in the car. But it's it's about 25 degrees centigrade. This is not hot. This is cold for us here. It's, it's, you, you don't notice how hot it is in the car because you've got cold air coming in or the fresh air coming in. Just when you get out, you sit down. I've got a rather large fan uh, that I sit next to as soon as I get out of the car. But, uh, yeah, it, you know, it's hard work with a GT3. You're, you're working hard. You're soaring away at the wheel. Um... You know, the Bentley is just phenomenal. You know, huge thanks to Sean Lynn for inviting me this weekend. You know, it's a real pleasure to be out. The fans love the Bentley. You know, it's a bit old school, uh, British car, all British lineup, and uh, yeah, we're thoroughly enjoying it. It's a phenomenal piece of kit, to be honest. It's a fantastic looking car. I love the LEDs that you have on the front of it as well. You can see it from a mile away. Yeah, we made sure that you were going to see us coming. We made sure you can hear us coming, and uh, we've definitely got the quickest car on the straight at the moment. So. Uh, it's just a joy to drive, you know, the last few years I've done it in TCR and to get back in a GT3 car, it's just so much fun just cutting through the traffic and uh, just enjoying it. So when are you back behind the wheel again? Uh, not sure yet, I've not really spoken to the engineers as yet, um, but probably in about four hours. Right, so quick nap and then back in the car in four hours. Bite right to eat, little nap, straight back out. That's good, sounds like a plan. Thank you so much for talking to us. Have a good one. Thanks very much, Chris, for joining us in the commentary box. Is a man who, about an hour ago, we saw being interviewed down there and with a face like thunder because the Ferrari Stuart Hall just had a big problem. Yeah, unfortunately, that's us done. Um, heartbreaking. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we had, a, had an alternator failure, quite a, quite a massive one, and it took a load of the electronics with it. So well, he's had a, it took, so it, it fell apart, basically. Yeah, basically, the belt, the belt took a load of the electronics yeah. with it. And, um, yeah, we could fix it. Um, the guys at Dragon have done a phenomenal job this weekend. Um, 
you know, I can't thank them enough. But unfortunately, Lady Luck just hasn't been on our side. You know, the car was really quick. Um, Benji, Ollie, Rold, Geordie, you know, we, we did a fantastic job. We were running a, a solid third, you know, but uh, unfortunately, that's the game, isn't it? You can't, it is. I mean, you came it. into this race knowing you had a shot at victory. You had all that success here, of course, in, in GT4 and Mercedes. But, but this new Ferrari is a super piece of kit. It's brand new, of course. And uh, you've got other races to go to now. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't think we'll be in the Ferrari again uh, in in the short term because no, okay. uh, you know Ollie's F3 program starts in earnest in in a couple of weeks in his uh, Red Bull Junior and Benji goes back to being a McLaren Junior. So um, you know it was a bit of a bit of a one-off this weekend, but uh, you know we had a shot. So did a lot of people, but uh, unfortunately. Uh, this, you know, this, this time it just hasn't hasn't worked out for us. It's, you know, it's not for want of trying. It's motor racing. You talked about Ollie and Benji. You know them since they were little kids. Uh, you've you've taught them, you've trained them, uh, and now they're fine racing drivers, both of them. Oh, you know, it's uh, it's very rewarding, uh, especially driving with them now. You know, I remember. You know, picking them out of gravel traps in, in, in <laughs> cart circuits when they were sort of seven and eight years old, and uh, just looking and looking up at me, grinning. And now, uh, you know, they're two very fine drivers. One's you know on the books at Red Bull, and the other's on the books at McLaren. So extremely proud. Um, you know, it definitely keeps me on my toes when I'm in a car with them nowadays. It makes me feel my age. Absolutely. Now, Ollie um, had a test Formula Two car in Abu Dhabi um, what, in November. With Trident, I think is that where you're heading for? I mean, you just said he's doing Formula Three again, actually, this coming season. Yeah, no, he's doing doing F3 again. He's uh, he's now been signed as a, a Red Bull Junior, yeah. so uh, that was uh, partly their decision. Um, but uh, it's always good to get a bit of mileage in an F2 car because yeah. you know that's the goal. So we did three days in Abu Dhabi at the end of last year. He did a super job, acclimatised well. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think we've got unfinished business in, in, in FIF3. Um, it's a real honour to, to carry the, the Red Bull colours for him. And, uh, you know, thoroughly looking forward to the challenge, you know. He's working extremely hard in the off-season. You know, he's been out on training camps and things like that. So, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's a very exciting, but uh, we've certainly got to work very hard this year to make the most of it. And his brother, he prefers the sports cars. Right? I mean, obviously, we remember seeing him racing a Formula 4 car here at the start of his career, but he's gone the sports car route. Yeah, no, Benji's, Benji's a fine, fine GT driver in his own right. You know, McLaren Jr., um, you know, big front runner in the GT World Challenge, and he's been leading our car this weekend yeah. um, in, you know, in impeccable fashion. You know, he hasn't put a foot wrong, played a tremendous team game. So... Uh, yeah, no, Benji's going going great guns. I'm extremely proud of him as well. Um, you know, but uh, again, for him, it's uh, it's a very important year to have that tag of of, of, of a McLaren Junior is um, something that he's got to live up to, and he certainly is at the moment. Going back to your career, Stuart, I saw you were you were still on it. Actually, you were still putting in those times, but of course, where you become the the star of the show is the Monaco Historic, and two years ago you won two of the. Races. If I don't, you won in the M19 McLaren and the M23. Is that right? Have I got that right? Yeah, no, I'd like to think. You know, I think old Fernando, you know, Fernando Alonso is saying that you know you're not, you're not, no, no one's too old yet in their forties, and I'm not even no, in my forties no. yet. So, you know, pushing hard, and uh, I, I've certainly got unfinished business in uh, in GT3. Yeah. Um, I don't think I was treated particularly well at, at WRT, um, and you know, I've been champing at the bit to. 
to get back and yeah. um, very fortunate of the opportunity here with Dragon and it was nice to show a bit of pace. It's nice to show that I've still I've still got it against all these young yeah. boys. Yeah. Um, and then historic wise, um, yeah, Monaco historic this year. Well, always... the same cars? No, no, this year we're going to run the M23 for myself and yeah. we're bringing a March 821 that we actually won the Dubai historic. All right, yes, yes, I saw that. A yeah. month or so ago. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I love Monaco. You know, it's nice to be the historic sort of lap record holder around there and um, always a privilege to drive such amazing cars and, and, and the guys at Rothko do a, an absolutely uh, incredible job at prepping them, you know. For me, they are the best in the business. You know, I'm very lucky to have them in my corner and um, very much looking forward to sort of the test program, yeah. which is beginning in, in a few weeks' time, leading up to what is, you know, hopefully going to be another really cool event down in Monaco in May. Yeah, well, they, being an old boy, um, the M23s, I saw it racing period, of course, with, with Danny and Peter Revson and all these people, and it's just one of my all-time favourite race cars. Just, and I like it in the Yardley livery, actually. And, uh, look, it's a stunning-looking racing car. Looks right to me. That's how I think of Paul. No, I think... And, 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 oh, we'll see... Uh, I think it's a BMW. I think there's a bit of fluid on the track, actually. Just yeah, oh, yeah, well spotted, out. yeah. I, I think there's a bit of fluid coming out of one of the well, Porsche Cup cars, and we just saw BMW loop it. Yeah, I forget sure. you're a great commentator. So you can start and, the race is still going at Mark Twinklehock. That gap between him and Renault is still about a minute and a half. They're sort of level pegging at the moment. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, in this particular race, you know, we're still in the early stages, really. I mean, you're you're going to go to bed tonight, which you didn't want to do, you didn't expect, but there's a long way to go yet. Uh, it's but, not uh, but, but we've got an idea of who's going to be in Yeah, in, I think it's yeah. a bit of an Audi benefit at the moment. It'd be nice to see the... You know, the Audis have certainly got that, 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 that overall pace on everyone, I think, at the moment. Have they? Um, yeah. Certainly had a little bit on us, and there's a t yellow flag well, at we T1. Got one. We've got a cup car off. Yeah. Struggling to fire up there, looks like. Looks as like. <laughs> giving us a bit of a flame show. It's a bit like those guys we had at, uh, at the welcome with the... <laughs> The, you see the flame jugglers? Maybe you weren't there. No, 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 no. Oh, we, yeah. we, we hot food it out <laughs> no, did it? Yeah. after the driver's briefing. Oh, he's got it going again anyway, isn't he? No, it's a very tricky, uh, tricky part of the race, really. It certainly yeah. can't be won now, but again, it can be lost. You know, the yeah. sun's going down. People are starting to get a little bit tired, lose a bit of concentration. Um, not so much vision as early, although the track's quite well lit this year. Um, someone else has spun, yeah, that's, looks like that's it as well. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, this is a terrific racetrack, isn't it? I, I came to the, the, the opening of it and uh, was driven around by the late, great Peter Brock, actually, which was a, a fun thing. That's but it, it's a track with lots of different corners. There's lots of overtaking opportunities. All right, there's not much elevation change, but you've got your bit of the carousel and you've got hairpins and fast bends and all sorts of stuff here. No, it's, a, it's an awesome place. Um, I love coming here. Um, it's a great start to the season. Uh, just to shame it all, oh, we've had a. Uh, so oh, yeah, I'll tell, tell you what, Andrew, yeah. there's some fluid on the track here. We've seen be. about three yeah. cars loop it, and that to me. So we've got like, to have a code. Uh, yeah, we've got the code. Yeah. Looks like a GT3 60 straight car. away. No. Is that. But what about on the tracker? Can we that, see who it is? Is that Robert Renauer? So. Uh, Renauer, yeah. I, I think it might be, you know. Is that. I think there's fluid on the track. I saw a load of fluid coming out of a Porsche. About this is two, a big story. Then, if it, well, he's backed it out, though. That is that. Um, so, so we only gold on the car. Can't. It's gone in quite hard. Yeah. That's for sure. I can't get a. 
So that is... It is. It's it is definitely, Renner, so it's definitely Robert Renner. I've still got an eye for it, Andrea. That's yeah, sure. yeah, yeah well so, done. No, no, well so called. Like um, <laughs> yeah. No, no, um, it looks like there's a bit of fluid going into turn one, and especially at turn one, it's like a, it's like a downhill entry. Yeah, so yeah. the car's generally loose on the way in anyway, and, it, and, and you, you're generally on the limit, so it looks like something's gone on there and a man that doesn't often make mistakes no. Robert, Robert, Robert Renau you know he's, he's hugely fast he famously crashed on Sebring on a warming up lap when he drove at Sebring 12 hours about 10 years ago and he wasn't in one of his own cars and he he went off on cold tyres before the race started that's the only time I can remember him doing something like that no normally uh, I, for sure there must, there must be fluid there there, there must, must be, be fluid there now, um, is it as bad as we thought? It seems to be running. No, that's a what? cup car. That's oh, that's a cup car. car. Sorry, yeah, yeah that's, so a, that's, yeah, that's a, a nine. That's yeah. not. There, so, there was a lot of damage to the Porsche, that's for sure. Um, Chris will get down there, I'm sure, to see it coming in. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com.